So we return once more to Iron Fang Invasion. You have cleared out at this point the entirety of, well, you have revealed the entirety of the map here for the Reliquary of Ascension. You don't know if this is all of it, as you do have one more chamber that we will get to here in a little second, and maybe a, a pit that leads somewhere, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Last week, you had pretty much cleared out the rest of the Reliquary of Ascension, gotten right up to the final bit here. I think last week was when you had uh, fallen prey to the haunt. You had a curious interaction with a summoned devil, which was interesting. Uh, it was the battle with the forge fiends, and then there was the, um, going a little out of order, there was the scriptorium, which you guys tried to silently walk through, but probably the two least silent people were the first to walk in and uh, triggered a trap there. So there were a lot of traps and haunts and summoned creatures going on last session. You got, you got through it all though and rested up, uh, assuming that you were getting close to the end here, close to the confrontation with the rumored Medusa. So you prepped yourselves, got up to the massive doors leading into the chamber here, cast a bunch of bunch of buff spells. I don't even remember what all they were, but there's a probably half a dozen and dozen different spells I'm looking at in the chat right here. A whole bunch of stuff went off. So you guys are all ready for a fight. You open the doors and you did not see a Medusa, but I will reread to you what you do see in here. Four 30-foot-wide alcoves mark the corners of this massive chamber. Bronze reliefs decorate each alcove. You can only see two from where you're at, but both of the ones that you can see are decorated in, in this manner, depicting dwarven figures in exploration, celebration, battle, and mourning. In the center of the chamber, four heavy chains support a circular stone platform a foot above the, the room's floor, and below it is a pit that drops downwards out of sight. Near the chamber's center stands a statue of a hobgoblin captured in a fearsome roar. The upper half of its face and head have been smashed. And as I said, you don't see any Medusa where you're at. I revealed the whole chamber, and yeah, technically you wouldn't be able to see all the corners until you went inside, but um, if you were to take a moment outside the entrance here and listen, uh, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything. What do you guys do? I'm getting out of here. Well, uh, obviously there's nothing here. We must kill all the gugs so we can go back to the scary dwarven statue lady and she'll let us pass, I'm sure. Well, that doesn't help us against with the council, though. They're going to ask us if we cleared the place out and we don't know if there's anything in here. Could be invisible. Oh, Kieran, you and you in all the details. Well, somebody's got to go in first. Uh, Gideon, I nominate you. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to do it. Karen will walk in with Gideon. Slowly. I am also perceiving as I walk in, so I will roll perception a 28. Just kind of looking down at my feet, looking at the walls, using my blind sense to see if there's, or to sense if there's anything that is moving in front of me that I can't see with my eyes. Like I said, you don't see anything like, you, you, you can now kind of look around some of the corners there, see all the alcoves. You don't see any creatures hiding. You don't hear any movement. Uh, you just see all of the dwarven iconography. But as you guys do move forward, you do see the the statue in the center does begin to, similar to the other statues that you have seen, there's like a little haziness to it as a ethereal figure seems to emerge slightly. And you Uh-oh. can see uh, this hobgoblin form kind of emerge and look around. And remind me, what does this statue look like? It looks humanoid? Hobgoblin, he just said. Hobgoblin, I'm sorry, okay. Yeah, near the center stands a statue of a hobgoblin captured in a fearsome roar. The upper half of its face and head have been smashed. How do, how do we know it's in the middle of a roar when half of its face is gone? Presumably it's the top half is gone. Yeah, so, so the um, nose and up, I guess, is kind of smashed. Yeah. Okay, Kieran will kind of speak out to the apparition and say, listen, before we get any closer, do you promise not to wail or scream or do anything like that? We've run into ghosts like you before and it hasn't ended well. The hobgoblin kind of tilts his head slightly as uh, you... What language are you saying this in? If it's a hobgoblin, I would speak in goblin. Okay, you can speak in goblin? Okay. I can. Yes, so... You call out to it in Goblin, and it, it responds and says, I have no interest in any of you. Well, that's lucky, then. We don't really have interest in you, other than to maybe ask you questions. I don't really care who you are, but I'd like to know why you're here. The figure kind of assesses all of you as you get a little closer is looking at Gideon and, and, and Kieran as you step up real close and uh, he responds he says I was here on a mission I don't know how long ago anymore I was with the general and her heretic of an advisor as well as our spy master the four of us traveled through the dark lands the uh, advisor knew some back door into Kragadan. We followed her way. She brought us here to this chamber where we found some ancient artifact. I don't know the details about it. That wasn't part of my job. But the uh, as soon as we got it, the general and her advisor turned around and, well... They started a fight with our spy master, we'll say. I don't know what the uh, situation was, but the way it looked to me is looks like they uh, betrayed her for some reason. I don't know if she did anything or if they were just trying to make sure there were as few witnesses to this mission as possible. But they got into a big fight. I got thrown into it. 
got petrified in the middle of it, and I don't know what happened to them too, but I imagine they probably escaped. Our spymaster is still around here somewhere, I'm sure, but she was not very happy. So was the spymaster uh, Medusa, the one that did this to you? Yeah, that's right. Kind of weird that they wanted to kill the spymaster, who, you know, you would think would not be as uh, troublesome knowing things. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I said, knowing stuff wasn't really part of my job. I was mostly here for the muscle. But I wouldn't put it past the advisor to have uh, put some thoughts into our general. Those snakes aren't worth trusting. We have heard that they are very cunning. So I'm guessing that the general you speak of is Azersi and the advisor is Anathura? That's right. Azersi had, well, she came up with all kinds of plans as soon as she met Xanathura. And I'm not sure how good all of them were, but Xanathura's had her ear for years now. What was the name of the spymaster? Elachnida. Is that a name we're familiar with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't, wasn't talking to you. And the mythical voice in our heads. Um, does that name ring a bell for any of our characters? I don't believe so. I don't remember hearing that. So you... You got a bunch of names from the Iron Fang Legion. So you got Azerasi, you got Xanathura, and I think there were two or three other, like, commander-level people that you learned of, but Elachnida was not one of the names given, I don't believe. But it's highly likely that that could be because, according to what this Hobgoblin is saying, it's been, at the very least, two years since he or the Spymaster would have been with the Iron Fang Legion, so the the information that you gleaned might have been post this conflict, and so it stands to reason that it might not have mentioned a figure who is thought to have been dead. And you mentioned that Alakna might still be here somewhere? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's still here. I get a... it's a weird feeling. I can't really explain it, but I think she's down below. And he kind of nods towards the pit. Great. I mean, we have a common enemy. Do you think maybe this Alecnida will befriend us? 100%. That's what I feel. Nothing will go wrong. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I haven't really spoken with her in a while. How is she, do you think, still alive? I mean, I'm assuming you've been here for, I think, two years? I don't know how much time has passed. I, I'm going to assume about two years. Yeah, my clock stopped working when I was petrified, so... That's the thing, though, is we know Azerisi is still alive and out there, and we know Xanathar is still out there, so they must have either trapped Alachnida in here, or if that haunt is any indication, if we suppose that we were in the position of Alachnida, then wouldn't that mean that they succeeded in killing her? Oh. It's one way to find out for sure, and I think it's forward, or down, at least. <sighs> Unfortunately, I think you're right. Well, maybe we should check out the rest of this room first before we decide to hop, skip, and jump down. Gideon will nod, but we'll walk towards the edge and kind of look down, see what we're dealing with. <laughs> and petrified. As you <laughs> I, walk I up, want... Gideon... Okay. 
Bye bye, ghosty. I was gonna ask you. You kind of. Well, no, you can you can continue. I'm gonna just describe what he sees, and then we can you can continue. But as you step up to the pit, you kind of peer over the edge slightly, and it looks like this pit drops about thirty feet down into glowing lava. So Kieran would look at the ghost again and say, "All right, so we've already established that you are with the Iron Fang Legion. Can you confirm to me that you were not here under the orders of Molthun?" The ghost kind of laughs. He says, Molthun, yeah, okay. Um, no, we weren't here with Molthun. Um, that's ridiculous. We haven't been with Molthun in years. All right, because there's a big misunderstanding going on and we're trying to get to the bottom of it and you may just be the person that we need to help tie up some loose ends. The only person that I take orders from is Azerse, and Azerse doesn't take orders from Molthun anymore. Yeah, I think we've come to find that out. And this was true even when you became petrified all those years ago? Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, kind of silently broken off from Molthun. I don't know. Memory's kind of foggy. I don't remember how long it was, but it was some time before... Uh, before we came here, we split off as Erse met Xanathura, or did she meet Xanathura before we split off? I can't remember. I don't know. One one way or another, we uh, yeah, we didn't have anything to do with them for quite some time before coming here. All right. Well, thank you for adding some clarity to that. We'll have to deal with that later, assuming we survive going into the pit. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried if I were you. It looks pretty dangerous, but it's an illusion, anyways. So. It's not as much to worry about as you'd think. Oh, well, thank you for that. Oh, you mean the the pit's an illusion or the No, the, the lava? pit's real, but the lava's an illusion. The dwarves placed it there so that thieves wouldn't think to jump down where all their real treasure's kept. Oh, interesting. That's actually pretty smart. Well, I mean, we, we are pretty intelligent people. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it was just a good idea. Getting <laughs> <laughs> all, uh be tempted to toss a rock down, but he'll wait until the, the group is ready to proceed before tampering with it. The ghost looks at you very angrily and he says, I'd prefer you'd left my finger there on the ground. Oh, sorry. I didn't I didn't realize. Because uh, the only rocks that would be I here are the, <laughs> the would be his body here. parts. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll pull out something else from his backpack then to use. I mean, do we have to throw anything? Wouldn't it just alert her if she's down there? Uh, but if it's not an illusion... Um, excuse me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of rude. Did you? <laughs> really? <laughs> Trust but verify. Does the ghost have something to gain from deceiving you? I suppose not. Fair point. Kieran will cast Detect Magic down the pit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confirming, all right? We have been burned really bad in the past. You'd be surprised. Literally, literally burned. I... I stepped full on in lava. It destroyed my favorite pants. I feel rude. We never asked your name. Well, I already told him I didn't really care about it. I'm getting mixed signals. Well, just tell me. I'm Gideon. Never stand. My name's Dendrick. Dendrick. Was Dendrick? Is Dendrick? I don't know. No, I, have a, I do have another question for you, Dendrick. Since I'm getting mixed feelings from the other statues that we've talked to. If you could be brought back, would you want to be? Or are you just fine with 
passing on at this point. Well, in case you haven't seen the upper half of my face, it's probably best that you don't try that. I mean, there's ways of getting around that. I'm not saying that we would do it, but there's powerful magic in this world that could circumvent that problem. Yeah, but I mean, in theory, we could make you more handsome than before. But we're not going to do that, so let's not give him Oh, that's rude. I mean, we could find a pretty powerful druid and we could turn you into something completely different. Okay, from what I'm hearing, we should just leave it be. We're getting into weird territory here. <laughs> well, like I said, we may we may need your testimony later on, so don't get too comfortable. But also, I think we need to we need to get a move on because we cast all these buffs that are probably going to wear off before we even get to fight Alachnida. So we probably should check out this pit and continue on. Yeah, by my count, it's been 15 minutes, so uh, I guess you're all out of luck. Nope, that was not how long our conversation was. Uh, nope. Yep, my watch says so. Oh, you wait. said your watch was broken. <laughs> you said your watch stopped when you became petrified. Bluff check. <laughs> Did I detect magic in the pit? Magic that would be of the illusion variety? You detect magic down into the pit. You do not detect any magic. Oren, give me a uh, perception check. You know, Kieran's a dwarf. Oh, no, Kieran's too. a dwarf. <laughs> okay. So, Oren, with that roll, you see something in the corner of the chamber that you did not see before. You're the only one, I think, that has gotten to an angle to have seen it. Let me put it on the map here for you. In the upper left corner of the chamber, you kind of are at the pit, and you just see out of the corner of your eye what looks to be a dead body. <sighs> Kieran will stop detecting magic and he'll be like, all right, listen, I'm not detecting anything illusionary down there. I think you're pulling our leg. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? I'm you're serious. You're a dwarven bolt. You think they don't have means of hiding illusions? You think they just come up here, throw an illusion down and say, ah, nobody's going to throw a cantrip at that to notice it. I know. Really? Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm finding it hard to believe why you would want to tell us that it's an illusion when you could just keep your mouth shut and we could jump down in there and be fine. Look, I know I said that I was on the same side as, as the spy master before, but I have been petrified by her. It's not like I'm trying to stop you from fighting her here, okay? I was just giving you friendly advice. Gideon nods. Alright, good enough for me. Uh, guys, just FYI, there's, there's a dead body down there that I can see. Down the in pit? The pit? <laughs> I can't see anything yeah. down there. In the pit? In the, yeah. Justin, I don't think it's in the pit. I think it's on the, it not the pit? corner of this map. Oh. oh, is that where, oh, that up there. Okay, I didn't see it. Sorry. Uh, no, not in the pit. Uh, over in the uh, little chamber off to the left there. Uh, can I see what it is, Jason? Orin rolled a 28 perception. Justin got a nat one. <laughs> So you you don't you can't see very clearly what it is, but it like 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 whether it's anything, but it, it's definitely a corpse. As you guys start moving over in that direction, by the way, you immediately notice like as soon as you start moving in that direction, the ghost uh, of this hobgoblin says, "Oi, where are you guys going? I thought you were going to go take out the Medusa." Well, yeah, but we want to check out this body first. Yeah, we saw a body. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's very clearly a body. Look, I look. I told you where Alachnida is. I've been here a long time. Could you please just take care of her? 
All right, listen, you're you're acting a little weird. Why does it matter to you when we do things? If we check out a body first, why does it matter to you if we spend some time doing that before we go down the pit? Kieran, as you say that, you can see the ghost kind of looks back at you and face kind of twists a little bit in frustration. And then after a moment, kind of relaxes and says, fine, I guess we'll do this the hard way. Oh. And immediately the the ghost morphs into a different figure entirely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. And I would like everybody to roll initiative for me. Uh, you almost had me there for a I moment, Jace. We I, wouldn't be near the body, and that we're right next to her. <laughs> I, I I thought it was so funny where he's like, "No, really, it's fine. Just joke down. It's just an illusion. There's lots of treasure and loot down there." I'm like, sure thing, bud. And, and I love how all of us, like nobody, was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, we're just gonna do that." Everyone's like, "No." Jason, I want to expend. I had heightened awareness on. I am expending that, so my initiative would be too higher. Two higher? Four. Two two more than that, Kieran. Four. Oh, I don't have that programmed. I just have the plus two to knowledge, so I thought it was the same. Plus four, so it'll be a plus four higher, so 27. All right. So we've got a 27 for Kieran, a 23 for Jessup, a 16 for Gideon, and a 15 for Oren. All right. Yeah, let me zoom into the map a little bit, and uh, I will show you this is what you see, Kieran and Jessup. We see nothing because we oh, I didn't see it. I look. closed our eyes. Just a chance of Certain death. First up in the initiative round, we have Kieran. Okay. Kieran is immediately going to shut his eyes. All right. Or avert my gaze, whatever you want to say. So you can avert your eyes which means you gain a 50% chance of having to make a save, or you can close your eyes, which means you don't have to worry about making a save, but, but your eyes are everybody closed. gets, yeah. So it's, you get a 20% mischance if you're only averting, a 50% mischance if you are closing your eyes. Okay, I am closing my eyes. Because of your blind stuff. Yeah, they are closed, and my little dragon buddy is gonna close his eyes too. Okay. So he doesn't get petrified. And I am going to immediately take off the haversack as I had planned. Okay, and it I'm falls gonna... into the pit. No, it's on the other you side. Close your eyes and you forgot well, you which don't know. I know <laughs> what my right and my left are, and I would put it on the side that's away from the pit. Hey, Jason, can you do me a favor? Close your eyes. Now raise your right hand. I have no idea which one that is. If you can remember. <laughs> so the haversack is right there. In that square. So okay. that'll be my move action, I guess. Standard action? Move action? Okay. I would say move action. Move action? Because you're, okay. you're pulling it off and then just tossing it. So. Okay. And then I'm going to standard action. Well, I don't know. It's probably free action. I'm going to yell out to the others and say, Oren, Gideon, get back here. And then, oh, 
I wasn't ready for this right away. I don't like it. I'm going to get back in there. Keep your eyes wide open. <laughs> wide open. <laughs> yeah. Eyes peeled, everyone. <laughs> don't lose sight of the target. <laughs> yep. And then I'm going to turn into a dragon. Ah, cool. Okay. As my standard action. Get it, Kirin. Let's go. And I think that is my turn. Okay. Next up, we have Jessup. Jessup briefly looks at this Medusa just to roll a knowledge lore, or monster lore, and closes his eyes immediately. Jessup also shrieks out, Ah! Deceptions! And he will close his eyes, five foot step back toward the pit, obviously. That was the most Jessup yell I've ever heard. Deception! It transformed. Yeah. And then it changes into the Medusa. Um, So, could I get a uh, monster lore on that, lady? I'm trying to think if I want to allow a monster lore if you're closing your eyes immediately, or if I want you to roll a save for looking at all. Uh, We will just uh, take guesses at what its defenses and offenses are. Just guess. I think you have to look at it. Attempt a save at the beginning of your turn, if in range. So I'd imagine if you look at all, you'd probably have to save, is what I think is the correct way of that. Does Kieran and Jessup have to roll then? Because, I mean, really, we'd be looking at her as soon as she changes before we can... He closed his eyes, though. What I'm saying is, like, at the very beginning of your turn, you can choose whether or not you close your eyes, avert your gaze, or neither. That's at the beginning of your turn. Kieran, at the beginning of his turn, decided to close his eyes, so we're good. But if your first action is to at least get a a glimpse, I could count that as averting your gaze, but I'd still roll to see if you make a save, and I don't know if that's if you want to do that or not. No, Jessup does not. Um, Jessup will immediately close eyes. Um, Kieran shouts that out. He will five foot step back, and he will start a performance. So move action. He'll start Inspire Courage. And standard action, he shall cast a spell, beacon of luck. All right. And that's your turn? Yes. That's all I can do. Yeah, so beacon of luck, uh, you guys get to roll twice on a saving throw um, as long as you're within 30 feet of Jessup. Yeah, as long as you guys are within 30 feet of me, you could just choose one of the saving throws. And, I, and you have to, I'm assuming you have to choose which saving throw you're going to roll twice on even before you roll. So you're basically rolling with advantage. That is Jessup's turn. Next up, we have Elachnida. She is going to fly 30 feet over here. Oh, that's not good. And she is going to... Ah, that is not as much range as I wanted it to have. I mean, she can get three of you, so that's worth it, at least for now. She is going to do a Frightful Moan. Oh, I love those. So, standard, so move action, fly over there. Standard action, 30-foot uh, range. I need Gideon, Kieran, and Jessup to give me a will save. I'm a dragon. I'm immune to fear. Plus two if it is a charm or compulsion effect, although I suspect it's not based on its name. Sounds like a fear effect. It is a mind-affecting fear effect. Uh, it doesn't mention being charm or compulsion. 
Okay, I want to use my beacon of luck on this. Well, hold on. Don't forget, because I think Inspire Courage is out, which we should all get bonuses for that, for fear. Yes, Inspire should give you a morale bonus against fear, but you probably have spells that are also giving you morale bonuses, so make sure there's no conflict there. Yeah, Good Hope gives you a morale bonus. Yeah, so Good Hope gives you a plus two morale bonus. So it'd only be an additional two. It'd be an additional two. Yes, so that's a 25 for my roll. All right, I still think I want to use my my beacon of luck. Yeah, because I want to... I don't trust that I want to roll it twice. And it does say that I have to do it as an immediate action before my saving throw is made. Okay. Yep, so these will both be two higher, so 26 and 30. Yeah, to clarify, it is a sonic mind-affecting fear effect. So, Jessup, you'll have a bonus for being a bard against sonic effects, I believe. Uh, yes, I think it's plus four. I'm just trying to see if it's typed, or is it just untyped? It's probably untyped, would be my guess. I think usually stuff like that is, but... Uh, plus four bonus saving throw against... Okay, yeah, it just must be untyped, so... Mine will be four... So mine will be six higher, so I will not use my advantage. I'll just roll once. Okay. Nice. <laughs> just nice. is going to use. <laughs> nice. Immediate action. Can't poop sickles. Saving finale. Gosh darn it. Go figure. I have a plus 20 and I rolled a nat one. Yep. Nice. Wow. All right. So performance is going to linger for you, Yahoos. So you still get the bonuses, but then I'll reroll. Nice. Nice. Wow. That. Oh my gosh. Wow. A one I rolled a, a one and then a two. That is fantastic. Nice. Oh, going well. All right, so we have a 25 from Gideon, a uh, 28 from Kieran, and a, well, 22 from Jessup. Kieran, you pass. Gideon, you got so close. Oh, really? You were one away. (laughs) DC 26. Really? Interesting. So the three of you are panicked. I'm sorry, the two of you are panicked for three rounds. And that is uh, Elachnida's turn, which brings us to Gideon. So Gideon, you are panicked, uh, so you immediately drop anything that you were holding, and you would attempt to run away from the source of your fear, which I guess is the Yeah, and then what? do I have to be away from it before I can make a choice again? Because I have the Assuring Rose, which I can do to remove fear, but I don't know when I'll get before the Before you can make a choice again. What choice? So like, I'm running away, and then if I get, like, away enough, like, when do I get to cast Remove Fear? So basically, for the next three rounds, you will flee from Elachnida until you cannot see or hear her. Which is going to be difficult, given the space. Yeah, because you're basically going to go into the corner and then cower for a couple rounds. Right, and I won't, and I can still hear her. Well, if I'm looking this way... <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what well, I can argue if I'm looking at the wall in panic state, you know, like, just cowering. I believe that is your turn. Yeah. And I won't let any of duty because I it's a fear effect, and we'll save that for different things, like compulsions. That brings us to Orin. Orin, you were just out of range for the frightful moan, but you have heard similar moans before in this uh, reliquary. There are seems to be a staple of ghosts. What would you like to do? 
so is this lasting? Like, is she still moaning? No, that's a standard action ability. Okay. It just lasts for a couple rounds. Can I do a knowledge check? Sure. Which one? Good, good question. Yeah, I'm like, could be religion because it sounds like it's an undead, but probably so, could be something different because it's a specific type of creature. Basically, the way that this is going to work, you can make a knowledge check. Uh, you can make one knowledge check that is about Medusa. You can make a separate knowledge check that is about ghosts. Orange going to do it about the ghosts. So that would be a knowledge religion. 24. 24. So... I will go off of the base ghost CR because <laughs> that would fail otherwise. So I would say for looking at just how ghosts work, you will get one piece of information on top of uh, the generic ghost information. So uh, you know that ghosts are undead creatures. They... Like, the typical stat block for them has them as chaotic evil, medium undead, but technically speaking, ghosts retain, I believe this is the case, they retain the alignment of whatever they were in life, uh, because I have seen neutral aligned ghosts before. So they, they tend to vary in alignment, but they are undead. Is there any particular bit of information you'd like to know about them? specifically are they weak to positive energy so yes and no you know that undead are universally harmed by positive energy almost okay. uh, pretty much all of them are harmed by positive energy however you would know that ghosts in particular have channel resistance which means they have a slight bonus to their will save specifically against channeled positive energy it doesn't mean that they aren't harmed by it. They just have a, they're slightly more resistant to it. But they, otherwise they would have like the standard undead, undead traits, which would include being harmed by positive energy. Okay. So Orin's gonna move and, oh wait, no, he might stay where he's at. 25 plus five feet per two levels. I'm level what, 13? 13, yeah. So that should put you at like, 50 feet maybe 50 feet yeah so so you should be able to a close range spell from where you're at yeah is going to use consecrate consecrate oh my another one of those that we don't see too often but he always has it prepared yeah so a vial of holy water or silver dust 20 foot radius emanation oh so you can you can cast it from range and then it's 20 foot radius from that point okay so you could cast it on the square she is and it would be a 20 foot radius from that square or you could cast it anywhere between the two of you so it would be a circle kind of like that and you could place it like like anywhere around her that you wanted it's like you could place it like right there and it would be that whole area is there anywhere in particular you want it to be yeah that would work like right there would be fine. Maybe move it a little closer towards me, like maybe five foot up this way. I don't want to move it too far. Is that too far? Perfect. No, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. So it blesses an area with positive energy. The DC to resist channel positive energy increase. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will move yeah. that. Yes. Uh, every undead <laughs> entering the consecrated area suffers minor disruption. Or oh, she's already in there. Minus one on a bunch of stuff cannot be created in the area that's not important 
Consecrated area contains an altar, shrine, or other permanent fixture dedicated to your deity, pantheon, or aligned higher plane. The modifiers given are doubled. That's interesting. There's not a uh, there's not an altar in here, is there? It's not an altar or shrine, but I'm considering it. I mean, this is a kind of like the heart of Torag type of thing going on here. Oh. And there is a lot of dwarven iconography going on, even if it's not. So would you call this like a sacred place then, maybe? Probably. Uh, I think I might do that. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's, if the consecrated area contains an altar, shrine, or other permanent fixture dedicated to your deity, pantheon, or aligned higher power. Yeah. So, really, any, any, any yeah, I think, fourth I think, pantheon iconography in here. I think I will allow that to qualify here. Okay. Cool. And, okay, so basically it just doubles the other numbers. Okay. Yes. Noted. So she gets a minus two on stuff, and the DC to resist channeled energy is up by six while she's in that area. Okay. All right. And then you can move if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I'll move here. Okay. Are you averting your eyes or closing your eyes or anything as you get closer there? Or Yes, I will avert them. Okay, so that will be a 50% yes. chance that you have to roll a save. 1d100, I'll roll it. 1 to 50... You will have to give me a fortitude save. 51 to 100, you're good. 16. 16. So I will need a fortitude save from you. 25. Were you doing anything with that, or is that your roll? Just checking. That's my roll, I think. I mean, I just... Uh, let me look at my amulet real quick. Yeah, so no, I mean, unless I fail the saving throw, instead of being turned to stone, I'm staggered for 1d6 rounds. Okay. So you do fail. Okay, so I'm staggered for one d6. So, rounds. do you want to roll a d6? Or you want me to roll a d6? Sure, I'll roll it. Why not? One d6. Okay. I am staggered for one round. One round. Best huh. possible outcome. Right. Lucky. Okay. At the bottom of the round, you guys hear some rumbling coming from either side of this chamber, as two creatures begin to morph directly out of the stone. Oh, and Orin would have hollered out that he had consecrated the area for them to try and move within that area. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the the blue creature here, which I will blow this up for you to see as well, is going to move out of the stone a little bit and is going to take one attack at Jessup because that's the only one in his reach, I believe. Well, Technically, Kieran is, but Jessup's right in front of him, so. This will be one attack against Jessup. That is a 35, dealing 25 points of damage. Uh, but you do have the stone skin, I believe, all of you do, so you'll take 15 points of damage, and then 10 points of your stone skin go away. So that was just be... one that was just one attack? Yeah, that was the, yeah. He had to move out of the stones. So he only got one attack. That'll be its turn. So at the top of round two, we have Kieran. Okay, so I think I made an assumption that was wrong, but I'll just I'll go with it. So, okay. Kieran being a draconic sorcerer, his bite and claws count as magic when he hits fifth level. Apparently, form dragon natural attacks do not. I can't find that anywhere. So I had thought that they did, but I was confusing it with his draconic sorcerer stuff. So those don't stack. 
Well, he's not using his bite or claw from his bloodline. I guess. It's just the natural attacks from the spell, which you would think being a six level spell that it would, but apparently does not. So I was going to just kind of dismiss that, but now that these other guys showed up, I guess I can go after them. Can I look at them to make a knowledge check without having to avert my eyes? See, facing is a weird thing in Pathfinder. (laughs) Yeah, like I know it doesn't exist, but I don't know. I will say only because you have blind sense, so you know exactly where to... Well, no, actually you don't, because blind sense doesn't work on the ghost, so you actually have no idea where the ghost is. So realistically, what I should have done is I should have blacked out the whole screen for only you, so you have no idea where the ghost is. So I would say you can avert your eyes, but I'd still like you to roll, because technically speaking, you don't know that the ghost is not anywhere near them, in a way. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm still rolling. What am I rolling? I would say I would let you do a knowledge check on them, but I would count it as you averting your gaze from the thing. So there'd be a 50% chance that you have to make a save or not. No, I'm not doing that. Because technically speaking, your blind sense does not let you know where the ghost is. So for all you know, you could open your eyes in the direction of one of these creatures and the ghost could just be there. Like you don't you don't know where the ghost is to say not to look at its direction. You do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. Um I'm yeah, I'm not gonna gamble on that, so I'll just fly up to attack it, I guess. Okay. Which one? I will fly up to the red one. That will provoke. <gasps> yeah, because I don't have reach as a dragon. So dumb. I wish I, I mean, you done can that. do acrobatics if you want. Uh, there's, I guess, no reason not to try. Yeah, I mean, I can try, but I have a plus five, it, so I think I need a oh, natural don't, 20. Okay, don't. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't do it. Don't, okay. don't bother rolling. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just don't worry. I wish I hadn't wasted my turn doing something that is useless, but. I'll just provoke and go up, I guess. That will be a 42. Yeah, roll a d7. Seven. seven. Okay, roll. Assuming it doesn't have true seeing or oh, echolocation well, or blind sight or... You would technically be flying, right? Yep. Okay, so its tremor sense doesn't matter. Dark vision doesn't matter. So yeah, no, I don't think it has anything... Four, so there's one image gone. I will roll an attack, a 38. That'll do it. Okay, so that is 21 points of bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage, which is not considered magic. Yeah, so as you hit this creature, you do claw off some of the stones that make it up. With your blind sense and now hitting it, you can tell like this is some sort of creature, some bulky creature made of stone. Not all of that went through, and you can tell by the way it felt. Like, it's a hard surface. You know you scratched and tore at it, but it was not like flesh would be. Okay. And, uh, that your turn? Uh, yep, that's my turn. Jessup, uh, you need to run from <laughs> the source of your fear, which puts you pretty much, um, I'll roll a d2 because it's random. So, a 1, you go into the corner here. A two, you actually leave the room. 
a one. So you're actually just going to go deposit yourself in the corner or get as close to the corner as you can, at least. All right, and I'm probably going to provoke a stupid amount, so... Uh, that will provoke from the blue creature here. Yes. Uh, and that will hit with a 39, dealing not as much damage. That'll be 18 points of damage, so you take 8 damage and another 10 off of your adamantine skin, stone skin. And that will be Jessup's turn. Brings us to Elachnida. Oh my gosh! She's not super fond of being in the area of Consecrate, but she kind of has to go through it to get to the people back there. She is going to fly. How far can she get? She cannot fly out of range of the Consecrate and still be within range of Orin, so she's just going to fly there to be almost out of range. Next turn, she'll be able to get out of the Consecrate. Uh, but she is going to fly right up into range, and then she is going to make a corrupting touch attack against Orin. Oh boy. So that will be a... She takes a minus two. I mean, it's my touch, so... So that'll be a 35 against touch. Oh, yeah, I think it hits. Good thing he can't be corrupted. Luckily, you are not flanked, or you were not closing your eyes, correct? Correct. Okay, so you are not flat-footed or anything, so her sneak attack does not go off. But you do take... Uh, let me just double-check to make sure Corrupting Touch does not have a save. It might. A Fortitude save halves the damage. Okay, I was hoping that's what I was missing. So I will need a Fortitude save. 32. There you go. I am not given a DC, but I assume it is the same as all of the other DCs on her stat block, which means a 32 will pass. So you only take 26 points of damage as this incorporeal Medusa passes her hand right through your chest. You can feel like your heart skip a beat. And you're a dwarf, so you live longer than most, but you almost feel a slight ache in some of your muscles. Uh, and that is her turn. Gideon, you will cower. This is your second turn of being panicked or cowering. Which then brings us to Orin. Who is no longer staggered. Correct. You are no longer staggered. You now have the choice to avert your gaze, close your eyes, or just roll another save right away. I will close my eyes. Okay, so you do not have to worry about making a save. I will five foot step here. Okay. You sneaky little stinker. And channel in a burst in a 30 foot radius. I was going to say, it's like, oh, she can five foot step out of Consecrate and attack again next round. And then you five foot step to the one spot where she cannot hit you if she five foot steps. <laughs> so yes, you can channel that. She gets a will save, but your DC is six higher. Yes. And she takes a minus two. Yikes, that's not the greatest. It's been a while since I've channeled against Undead. What do I do? It's just your whatever your normal channel healing is, it's just the same thing, but it's damage. Okay. 76. Ugh, 20. Okay. Yeah, so she gets a save. Uh, the DC for your channeled energy is six higher than normal, so I think 
that would put it so it's normally 10 plus half your level plus your charisma i think so this would be very high dc 10 half your level so that would make it uh 16 plus your charisma 18 24 yep that sounds right 24 so dc 24 i have included the minus two in this roll wow well really 19 on the die really so she takes half damage 10 points of damage still damage that is Oren's turn that brings us to the other two creatures here one is going to move up to here one is going to five foot step back the one that moved is going to make a single attack against Kieran that will hit the other one is going to do a full attack that will hit but that will miss with a natural one and I assume even if it's within five if it's a natural one doesn't matter with the edges so yeah just bear in mind my ac's a 32 right now so it's yeah not... so I, they could have missed on anything other than yeah they could have missed with a couple numbers there yeah like you're you're like oh no that definitely hits it definitely hits. i mean it's, he's he's got more ac it was a 16 and 17 on the die and then a natural one so i was like yeah those two hit because they're in the 40s but yeah the natural one actually that that would be literally just within five, but it was a natural one, so I, I don't think that it should count against the images. So I'm rolling a D what and a D what now? Uh, D6 to start. Okay, D6, one D6. That's an image, and then, and then a D5, D5, an image. So you are good. They're, they do nothing. Bringing us to the top of round three, and it is your turn. You are now between them, but you are close to one, at least. Yeah. This is a bad spot. This is really a bad spot. So is Jessup not inspiring anymore? Well, I Uh, I still think so. I think it's lingering for one more. I believe it lingers for this round. Because round one, he started it and then got... It would stop on her turn because that's when I stopped it when I tried to re-roll my atrocious roll. Right, so... Slightly less. You still have it, but... It'll go back to him next, and then it will stop lingering. Okay, I see. All right. I will, for now, just five foot fly up, and actually, I'm going to five foot fly here. And I'm going to full attack him. So this is... In my head, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if you went unconscious and fell into the pit? Yeah. Yeah, that would be hilarious. So fun. Yeah, <laughs> good times. The size and reminiscing of, of futures that could be. Like, what is that, Jace? No, I, I, just, no, I just thought it'd be funny. All right, so my full attack is a bite, two claws, and two wings. And we've determined that the bite and claws are, na- are primary and the wings are secondary, right? I think that's yes. how it goes. Yes, bite okay. and claws are primary, yeah. Okay, so the bite attack is going to be a natural one. The claw nice. attack is going to be a 30. 30 will hit. The second claw attack is a 34. 34 will also hit. First wing is a natural one. Second wing is a natural three. A 20 will miss. It'd be really nice if I had rend, but I don't. So 20 points of damage on the first claw attack and minimum. So maximum damage and the minimum damage, 15 on the second. It'd be really nice if I could play, but... I'm going to have to get out of this form. This is going to be useless to me. Why? Because I don't 
I, I don't have as much damage. My attack bonus isn't as high. I don't get the extra electricity I get from my bloodline natural attacks. So, Your natural attacks do electricity? For my bloodline bite and claws. Yep. I usually tell you when that's the case. Oh. When I'm rolling it. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. These ones, they get a, just a D6 of electricity on my bite and claws. But most of the time they don't hit. So it's a non-issue. <laughs> All right. Yep. I think that's my turn. Okay. That brings us to Jessup. This is his second round uh, running into the corner and cowering. So after that, we go to Elachnida oh, again. Hold on. Don't skip oh, me. I can okay. still move 10 more feet into the corner. Yep. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Always try to take away our agency. Yeah, you know it. That brings us to Elachnida. Wanted to immediately get out of, get out of the uh, stuff, but... Stay a bit. She was, She's pretty... She rolled really well last turn, so she's like, ah, this isn't actually all that bad. So she'll five foot step up and... Uh, yeah, I guess she will just corrupting touch again. Let me see if there's anything oh. else cool she can do. Uh, I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff she can do, but oh. yeah, she's just going to corrupting touch. Didn't, didn't mean to hit that. I don't know <laughs> why you thought you could hold monster out of turn. <laughs> out of turn? No, I didn't mean to hit it. <laughs> against a creature that's immune to a living creature? Yeah, I was trying to close the spell. There's so many exactly. reasons why that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I will need another fortitude save. Um... 26 is the DC, so you will take half damage. Uh, you will only take 23 damage. Wow. That's a lot of ones, though. I think that was pretty lucky. Also, uh, Gideon, did you do shield other today or no? Did you hold off on that one? Today? I did it. You did? Yeah. Should I have been taking damage? Yeah. Uh, well, Orin, uh, Orin's been taking damage, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, how much damage has Orin taken? He has taken 49 damage, is that correct? I was 131 down to so 105. So, yeah, I so took you took 26. 26 so I should have taken and then you 13. took 23. So this might be actually what Shield Other is meant to do. <laughs> One person isn't taking damage and is just splitting it with the person who is taking damage. <laughs> So basically, I was supposed to take twenty-six total, right? Yes. Well, no. So you, so thirteen from the first attack, and then and you would 12. have taken twelve. So you would have taken twenty-five. 25. Gideon should have taken twenty-four. Okay. So Gideon, okay. you have taken twenty-four points of damage, and Orin, you are a lot better than you were before. I'm a lot better than I was before. <laughs> You're welcome. And my DR doesn't go to that because that's not how DR works. Correct. Yeah, that bypasses DR. That brings us. So that is Electinda's turn. That brings us to Gideon. This is your third and final round of cowering, so henceforth, henceforth, you will be able to act, just not yet. Thanks. It's been really fun. Yep, I, I know it. I, I do my best to make sure that you, in particular, enjoy yourself as much as while, possible. Uh, while cowering, could I have healed myself, or is that not part of running away? I believe the wording was that you do, like, nothing. All right. Let's chill. Cowering and running. We're chilling. We're chilling. I just wanted some health, but if you didn't want to give it to me, it's fine. No, no. Uh, that brings us to Orin. So, Orin, uh, you know that the creature is still in the Consecrate going after you. Five foot step. You could go here instead, though. Where? Right I, I could. I'm not going to, but I, I, suppose, there, I suppose I could. I could five foot step here. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to do a little dance inside this red ring, you and I. Um, and then he's gonna try and channel again because he 
I will hang on. He's like, I cast destroy undead. Ooh. Instantly kills all undead. No save. Did we roll a knowledge check at all? Orin rolled a knowledge check against ghosts. And we don't know what uh, alignment she would be. Oh, you don't know her alignment? No. I could try and use heal. <laughs> you could. <laughs> It'd be amazing if I hit and horrible if I miss. If they if they get a That's will a pulse, save, right? it negates. It's a will negate. Oh, it negates? No, 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 yeah. no, no. I looked this up. If it's against undead, it's considered a harm spell. And that has oh, a will for it does. Half. Instead, yes. act like harm. So it's if still used against half. undead. Heal instead acts like harm. The harm spell is a touch spell. Will half. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought the same thing. I was like, that's a big spell to just negate <laughs> with yeah. a will save. Right? So a couple things. Um, if you hit and she succeeds, she takes half damage. If you miss, it is a touch spell, so you don't immediately lose it. You can continue using touch attacks until you expend the spell because it is a touch spell so it's not necessarily a miss five foot step cast it then touch i'd have to basically do a cast defense you'd have to cast defensively make the attack and then you could five foot step couldn't he five foot step cast heal ready in action for when she five foot steps to touch her uh, you could do that, assuming that she is unable to identify the spell and chooses to get close, right? And chooses to move up close. Like you don't know if she has, you don't know if she has spellcraft, so she, it's possible that she would not know what spell you're casting. Um, it's just yeah. if you'd want to try that or not. No, I think I'll cast defensively. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I just noticed something kind of hilarious about her stat block. I'm looking at her skills. And it's got like bluff plus whatever, disguise, fly, intimidate, perception, and then it has racial modifiers plus twelve. And I'm like, I don't know what that skill is, but uh, <laughs> I want it. I would like that skill, please. GM, can I roll a racial modifiers check? <laughs> yeah, I've got a plus twelve to it. <laughs> so what is the? Uh... So this would be a, I assume, melee touch attack. Yes. Because they normally are. So it would be 1d20 plus your base attack bonus plus your strength. Do I have to concentrate first? Oh, if you're casting defensively? Yes. yes. That would be... Cast defensively is 15 plus double the spell level. So heal is what? A six level spell? Six level spell. So yeah. it'd be DC 27. Still got to be pretty high. And you don't get any modifiers for casting defensively, right? Cur well, um, what feet... Did you take that one feat? I did, so I get plus two. I get a plus two for warrior yeah, priest. Warrior priest. Yeah, so you yeah. get a plus two. So okay. it would be, and I believe concentration checks is uh, your level plus your casting stat. Yep, so it's a 19. Is my 19, so 27 okay. out of 19. So you'd have to roll, what, eight, eight or higher? Eight so or higher. That's All right. the chances for it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> nice. Ooh, close. Nice. Barely got it. Squeaked it, it in there. It, it was, got yeah, it. Yeah. Squeaked it in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, barely. now. Now to roll to see if I actually hit her. Yes. So that would be a base attack bonus plus your strength, whatever that is. It's pretty much your melee. So strength is four. Base attack bonus is... Okay, so you have a plus 15 against touch, basically. 23. 23 
is precisely her touch AC. Holy cow. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to need a will save. Let's fail. This is a lot of rolls. Sorry. No, no, I'm not mad. It's right. The turns are still pretty short because Gideon and Jessup ain't doing nothing. (laughs) Well, this is like the the critical that killed Kieran was there were like four rolls that Jason had to pass and he passed all of them and that's how I died. That's how these things go. So she will be using combat expertise from now on because I forgot she had that and there is no reason why she should not be using that. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, so she gets a will save. She is still taking the minus two penalty from being inside the ring. So that is only a d20 plus... It is a will save, right? It's not a fortitude. Correct, it is a will save. Okay, so d20 plus 13. I assume a natural two will fail with a 15 on her save. Oh boy! Oh my goodness. Holy crap. That will be... 130 points of damage. Holy oh let's my go. Let's goodness. Go. Okay, let me read uh, a thing real quick to make sure that we're, that I've been doing this correctly. So, ghosts are incorporeal. They are immune to non-magical attacks. Magical attacks from corporeal sources deal only half damage. Corporeal magic effects that do not deal damage have a 50% chance of working. So, if I'm understanding correctly, she st- she takes half damage regardless because it's a corporeal source and it is not a force effect. Correct. Does it matter if it's positive energy, though? Because, like, don't channels fully affect it? I mean, go ahead and double check me on that, but there is nothing. So it's so it's on top of undead. It's incorporeal traits. Do you mind if I look them up real quick? Yeah, you can look up incorporeal and undead traits. That's not, I don't care about that. Undead traits mean that you take damage from positive energy. Incorporeal means you take half damage from anything that is not a force effect or also incorporeal. So I believe, even though this is positive energy, she still takes half damage, which is a ton of damage still. But uh, I believe that to be the case. So that's what I will do for now. Uh, if we find that is not the case, I can always add that damage later. No, I uh, I believe that is true. The, the only thing is I was curious was the, the the positive energy part, if they take that damage in full, like force damage. Yeah, so apparently Incorporeal says even when hit by spells or magic weapons, it only takes half damage from a corporeal source except for channel energy. But, like, channel energy is just positive energy, so I, I don't know. It doesn't say... Well, because channel energy is a specific ab- ability. Apparently... It used to say except for positive energy in 3.5, and they changed it to except for channel energy in Pathfinder, which to me doesn't make a lick of sense, but I guess that's how it is. I don't know. I don't agree, but... What I'm reading on uh, forms here is that my understanding is correct. Uh, However, this guy suspects that incorporeal is taking full damage from any positive energy source is a common house rule. If this isn't for Pathfinder Society, he says he'd talk to the GM. So it seems like by the rules, they would take half damage, but a lot of groups might change how that works, which I would consider, but not in the middle of combat. So we can talk about how we as a group want to do that moving forward. But I think for now, I'm going to go with the, the rules as written for it which is still a ton of damage. Like, with that, she's still taking 70 damage, basically. Yep. But, uh... Half of 130. Yep. 
you heal her and you can feel as you basically put your hand like imbued with intense positive energy right into uh, her incorporeal form it begins to like sizzle and like not like burn or anything because she is not physically there but you can see her entire form begins to flicker somewhat until you withdraw your hand and she then snarls at you a very very strong hit and then you can five foot step yeah <laughs> All right. definitely gonna five foot step <laughs> that'll bring us to the the uh, guys over here this one is going to five foot step to be within range this one is going to five foot step to be out of range well in range but a little bit further back uh, and they are both going to full attack you Kieran so you do have a higher AC now so does that still hit I don't know so you are not on the ground so they do not get earth mastery nope so that is only a 30 which does get rid of an image but misses yes uh, next attack from blue uh, is a natural 19, which will hit and potentially crit, which is interesting. They, do they have improved critical? They do have improved critical. Okay, that explains it. And they probably should have been power attacking, but I forgot. Natural 16 will confirm. So let me roll images here. We're down to a D3. Yeah, D3. Two, another image. You got lucky. Red is going to do his first attack. Uh, that's will hit with a 40 even. So let me roll a d2 on that. 1d2. So that one will hit you. Okay. And then the other slam is a natural 2, which will miss. But that gets it a 28, which is within 5. That yes. will be last image. But you do only get hit one time. Taking uh, 19 points of damage. So, so 9. In terms of tankiness, you're doing quite well now, actually. It's, uh, well. Right? Let's just say I was expecting these guys to be dealing out immense amounts of damage. But so far, they've been uh, held at bay. Let's see how long that lasts. Uh, Kieran, it is your turn. Top of round four. Okay. I am going to... Because we don't have Inspire Courage anymore. Correct. Alright, I'm not confident Working in my on ability. It. Well, no, I'm just not confident in my ability to hit because I don't have great bonuses. So. I mean, you've been hitting a couple times. The only reason you missed some of them was natural one. Yeah, but I also had a plus four from Inspire Courage. Yeah. I'm going to cast defensively another mirror image spell. So I will get a plus four on top of this. C21? Yeah, so I start with a... Well, I'm not even going to say, because... What did I get? 31. Yeah, okay, 31. so I get I get the mirror image off. So that'll be another... I think I'm still plus three. Five images. Okay. And then I'm going to fly to be right here. I know I will provoke. I'm going to fly to be right there. Interesting. Yeah, that Actually, will provoke from both. I will fly right here. Okay. Yeah, that will provoke from both of them. The first one rolled a natural 17, which will potentially hit. The other one rolled a 39, which will hit. First one's a d6. Okay, so one d6 hits you. Okay, so that's going to hit me. Second one is an image. Okay. So from the one that hits you, he has not had a chance to power attack or anything, so you will take... That's a little bit better damage. 28 points of damage. So, so 18. 18. And, that's and you get over there. Okay. 
That brings us to Jessup. This is your last round of cowering uh, because you uh, ran over there once, ran over there second time, so this is your final bit. So after here, you will be good to go. Um, that brings us to Elachnida. When do I get to act? Next. Never. But unfortunately, she moves up to you and, and frightful moans again. No, just kidding. Great. Great. I mean, there's literally nothing nothing stopping me from being the literally most annoying person in the world right now. But. I, you just be cheesy, bro. I don't even care. But, I mean, there is a delicate balance between playing the most optimal way and playing in a way that people actually find fun. So, I will instead continue killing Oren. <laughs> fair. 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 Uh, that will be another fortitude save from you. Or Actually, actually, I wanted to circle back to this. Oren, uh, since you chose not to channel, you actually would have had to open your eyes to see her. Is that not correct? Correct. So you would have had to make another save last turn. Yes. Fortitude save, correct? Yes. Okay, you're good. Just wanted to check, because if you had failed that save, she could have done a thing that would have been potentially terrible. Okay, so she will do her Corrupting Touch again. Now uh, And you will make a... Uh, uh, this is a Fortitude save against this now, to see if well, you good, can please. half that damage. That'd be great. I'll try. Uh, is it a spell or spell-like ability? It is a supernatural ability, I believe. Dang it! Why are they always supernatural? Every time! Just rolling that for me. 33. I mean, you're doing you're doing real good on your fortitude save, so... You will take 31... Uh, wait, no, it's half. So you will take 16 damage. Uh, Gideon will take 15. Yep. I'll be honest, when I was looking at the 16... Uh, the 15d6 before the fight, I was like... That's a, that's a, that's a lot of... <laughs> that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage that you can do every turn as a standard action. Luckily, it's it's Orin. He has high high fortitude. This is, this is yeah. going swimmingly. It's going swimmingly. Yeah, if this were not if that were not the case, <laughs> it's fine. Be, yeah, it's fine. So after her turn, that brings us to Gideon, who gets to hey, act. hey! whoa, hey, whoa! <laughs> I get to do something. I assume you were carrying your mace when you entered this room. No, I was actually carrying the um, nine ring broadsword because I had cast shield before I got in here, if you remember. Okay, and you were two-handing the nine ring broadsword? Yeah. Okay. I think that's how he, I think he has to two-hand because it's a large weapon. Yep. Yep. Okay, I just, I guess in my head I thought you were just two-handing the mace. Nope. I had the broadsword. Okay, so you dropped the broadsword over here. Which I don't care about, I guess, because I'll just take out my enduring bloom. But before and you didn't all that, have your shield equipped, so you didn't drop that. So yeah, you're yeah, okay. Yeah, because he yeah he cast shield before. Fine, the I'm vibing. You win this oh. round. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you lost the last three rounds, but yeah, yeah, I did lose the last three rounds. Uh, the smoke goggles were at the top of my head. What kind of action to just slip them down? Move maybe? Are they not always on? I mean, does it? Do you have to? slip them down? I don't know. I don't have anything there, but if that's free, then I would like to... I would say if you weren't wearing them before, because like they they impose a, pe- a perception check, so if you were not calculating a perception check penalty before, then I would say maybe a move action to put them on now. Eh, I never took a perception check, so I'll just say he had them on. Okay. Uh, move, pull out his mace in the process of doing so. 
Let's do... I think there's an invocation that helps with evil creatures. And by evil, I mean ghostly things. Maybe I'm wrong. There's one that boosts your saves. There's one that boosts attack rolls, damage rolls. There's one that yeah. lets you bypass DR. I don't think there's anything that does anything else. Let's do um, the boosting of the saves. Okay. And um, at the start of your turn, did you say you were closing your eyes, averting your gaze, nothing? I always count as averting my gaze with the goggles on. Okay, so you gain a plus eight circumstance bonus on saving throws against visual-based attacks, like gazes, I assume, that have these attacks. Uh, and you are always treated as having... Okay, okay, let me read this. You're always treated as averting your gaze, so that you will have to make a 50% chance, or I'll have to roll 50%. But you get a plus eight bonus, and you are always have a twenty percent miss chance against enemies. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I roll. I will roll the one d hundred. So again, one to fifty, you have to make the save. Eighty nine. So you don't have to make the save this turn. So you're okay. Good. Continue what you're doing. Well, um, the I'll do the invocation. Yep. And then I'll uh, go ahead and swift action. I, I don't use this too often. I'm going to use my quick runner's shirt to just uh, get in position for a flank and kind of stop the ghosts from maybe going out of concentrate area. Okay, so you move actioned, then you move actioned for the the invocation, and then you swift actioned to move. Okay. Yep. All right, and that is your turn. Yes. Uh, and you could have pulled out something while you were moving, so you're good to go. Okay. That brings us to Orin. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, geez. I really want to channel. Okay. Maybe. You can if you want to. The Cure Light Wounds, that... Those affect undead, right? Like, they work as damage against undead? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, they would work the same as the heal spell would. It, you'd make a melee attack attack, and then you would roll your healing, and it would just act as damage. Because it's, it's still positive energy, so it's the same as all the other positive energy effects. But it could potentially be a quarter damage, because if she passes, right. she takes half, and then she only takes half. Yeah, it would be a quarter of what you rolled. Uh, if she fails, it would be half of what you rolled. Half. Uh, whereas right. channel energy, if she passes, it's half. If she fails, it's full, because incorporeals take full damage from channeled positive energy. And just keep in mind that channeling does not provoke, so you can do that in melee. Yes, channeling oh. does not provoke. Uh, additionally speaking, if you are channeling to damage undead, then you don't have to worry about getting in range of the other enemies because you're not healing with it, so... Then a channel is what she shall do. Okay. So she will get another will save, 1d20, not 1d210. And she rolled another natural two. Fail. Oh, right. 15. So that's probably going to fail. 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 Yeah, that is a fail. So she will take full damage from this then. So 25 damage. Okay. Still up. Still up. She's taking quite a bit of damage. She is still going. I'm going to stay where I'm at. That'll bring us to the elementals turns. So red is just going to full attack Karen because he's right there. Blue. Yes. I'm going to roll a d2. A 1, he's going to try to flank Orin. A 2, he's going to actually go down and go after Jessup. Come on. Come on. 2. Well, that's not what I had wanted right. to happen. So he has to charge to get there. But he'll get one attack. So two attacks against Kieran. We'll do red first. 
Yeah, so it's a 34 to hit. Mm -hmm. And then a, I think that misses, but it's still gonna, oh wait, no, that, no, that still hits. Yeah, it's a 37. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so both potentially hit. Uh, so we're at a D5 now. Roll one D5. First one misses, second one misses. So two of your images go, and that is Red's turn. Blue will take one attack against the cowering bard. Wow, wow. Just had to drive that knife in, huh? <laughs> yeah. Not the best roll, but that is still a 33. That is a 27 points of damage, so 17 damage and then another 10 off of your stone skin. That is their turns. Top of round five brings us back to Kieran. You have successfully uh, gotten rid of one of the uh, creatures coming after you. Yeah, that's not what I wanted, though. So here's a tricky thing that I want to do. So with my blind sense, I felt this guy go this other direction. Uh, yes. Like he moved, he moved away from where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, you have enough range. You, you know he moved away from you, yes. Okay. He's no longer within sensing range of you. So are you, so if I were to avert my gaze... Would I be able to see anything down here? Like, I don't know how that works because she's like effectively behind me. So Yeah, I mean, you can I'm... avert your gaze if you want. Yeah, but if I were to just open my eyes, are you still going to make me roll a save if I'm focusing on this, these guys, this direction? I get what you're saying. So you're not looking her direction. Yeah, that's what he said earlier, which yeah, I, I, I understand I that. But... Stupid, it's like, but... I just can't, I can't, I literally like my peripheral is not going to go back behind me like I'm looking up it I, I don't know it just it seems really dumb to me that I would potentially get stoned when I'm not even looking at her I understand that but I think the idea is that all of this is a chaotic battle going on so you would be like getting hit by this creature and you'd be dodging back and forth so it's not like you're looking in one direction 100% of the time at all times like you're getting spun around and whatnot sometimes so I think you have to think about it as more of a fluid motion going on. Um, it's not like you're a statue just standing there waiting for your turn to happen. You open your eyes, you're looking one direction, and then you do your turn. It's like that's how all I of this is happening it. at once. <laughs> nope, nope. I envision it that everybody stands stock still until it's their turn. I envision it that you get focused on a target and you're not like wildly looking around it necessarily. No, you're not. But like, imagine happening. that you open your eyes, you're looking at this creature, the creature hits you. Maybe you get knocked to the side and you're looking another direction now because you just got knocked back. You're not always looking in one direction, even if you are focused on one creature. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, but I disagree with how the rules require this to play out. So I just want to make my position known that I disagree with how that works. There's literally no mechanical way of doing it without making everything the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's just I, I want to get over where Jessup is, but I think that I'm limited in knowing what is even happening over there. Yeah. Because I, I want to Dimension Door to get in between him and the elemental but I have a feeling that you're going to say, I, I don't know that that's happening, so I can't do that. I mean, Dimension Door, you don't have to see where you're going. You also have blind sense, don't you? Yeah, but I only have it up to 60 feet. I don't have it within You have range to 60 feet? I thought it was 30 feet. As a dragon, I have 60 feet. Holy crap. Oh, no, sorry. That's, sorry. Never mind. That's just, that's dark vision. I'm getting confused with dark vision. Not I was going to say, that's a, that's a lot of blind sense. 
But no, like, you don't have to see where you're going with Dimension Door. You just have to be like, I want to be over there. You have other senses. I'm pretty sure you could tell the big whole green elemental went stomping this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could have also heard it moving in that direction, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like normal perception. I wasn't sure if, I guess, if I don't have to see it, I can just think, like, I want to get in between it and Jessup, and I just know to get there. Well, I mean, if you want, I can have you roll a perception check to see if you can determine how far, due to normal hearing, it moved. I, I don't. And then you could. I, I don't and then you could figure that. out. <laughs> so I don't you like could figure out roughly. I mean, uh, it's not going to be a hard check. They have a. What is their stealth? Well, I rolled Holy a. Holy crap! Yeah, their stealth is way. No, 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 no. Not nothing about yours. It's just their stealth is significantly better than I thought it would yeah, be. But is he is he stealthing in combat right no, now? No, he's not. So help me if you tell me he's stealthing, I'm going to shut down this computer and. No, play. he's not stealthing. So it's like <laughs> the DC is incredibly easy to hear the sounds of combat and and. A, huge creature moving about okay. so like you know roughly where it is just from hearing okay so what I would like to do is I am going to cast defensively a dimension door which is going to be what 15 plus double the spell level so yeah, DC 23 alright yep. so plus yep. 4 to this is 22 so I lose the spell and I don't get to do it nice yes. cool great that's my turn I'll five foot step back <laughs> okay I'm sorry Sarah that brings us to Jessup, who can now act, and you are confronted by a huge creature. Uh, well, so Jessup knows he's no longer being panicked, still with his eyes closed. Yes. He will start and up something inspired hits you very courage, hard. and... Well, I would argue that he doesn't have to worry about the eyes closed thing. You're around a corner. You couldn't see ever, even... Nope, that doesn't count, Justin, because he's in the same room as the Medusa, so... He's well, around a corner! It doesn't well, I mean, matter! No. It is physically there's... impossible for no, him to no, see no. that one! L- line of sight would still work. Yeah! So. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that line of sight's still a thing. No, no, no. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> She's so over it. <laughs> you can't see around corners. Yeah, it's not, it's not ever possible to get the angle to see. Also, sir, did you need to be rolling concealment on all of your previous attacks or no? Probably. Okay, we'll do that from now on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so what are you doing, Jessup? As I was saying, Jessup will start up his Inspire Courage. He doesn't really know where he is or what's going on because his eyes have been closed since the very start, but miraculously somehow made it over here blind and... He will shout out to the group. I think the Medusa's hit me really hard with like rock fists. And I guess he will five foot step kind of this way, trying to feel the wall. Yes. Yeah. So when you were panicking, your eyes were probably opened, but. Uh, oh, okay. So he knows he's over here. You can close him again as soon as you come to. So, he, but he never saw the rock things because he was panicked before you. So. Okay. So five foot step, uh, swift action to perform anything else. Oh, that's right. I didn't standard action today. Let's, uh, total defense. Okay. This can bring my AC to whopping 27. Hit that, Jason. Oof. A natural one would have missed before, but it'll still miss now. All right. That brings us to Elachnida, who is going to roll an acrobatics check. Ghosts? I'm sorry. Ghosts cannot acrobatics. They're ghosts. Yeah. Well, so I, she's doing it to move without provoking is the thing. I would. I don't want that to happen. So she's just trying to dodge your attacks of opportunity. 
I'm still just curious as how she is a ghost of a Medusa who can still turn us to stone. That's where I'm baffled. Yep. yep. It's the double whammy, you know? That is... I don't know what your CMDs are, but that is a 34 CMD. Or CM... 34 against your CMDs. There you go. Yeah, it beats me. It was what, a 34? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm a 26. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as mine. I remember from last time. So she sinks into the ground. Oh, come off it, man. I don't have time for this stupid incorporeal attack from behind wall shenanigans. <sighs> All right, and uh, that will be her turn. Uh, Gideon, you're up. Okay. Uh, so she's gone, right? Like, there's like, so, hmm. Yeah, she has gone into the floor and is nowhere to be seen. Interest, like, nowhere to be seen. No way you could see her if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like just out of sight, out of mind kind of situation. 100%. Let's go ahead and start with the Yola Divine Touch. See what I don't get. Seven. No, I'm going to get more than seven. Oh, we're going to be less than seven. Uh, come on. Why do you got to curse me, bro? <laughs> then, oh my gosh. Like, what a, what a, there's nothing healthy for me to do. What am I supposed to do, man? I mean, you are in mortal combat, so that makes sense. <sighs> you and your jokes. You're just full of them, aren't you? I'll move there. Okay. And then, uh. We will, I might as well heal up some because like, why not? What else am I going to do on an in-between turn? I don't want to use a full cure serious. So let's go with a cure moderate wounds will cast on myself. Unless maybe there's something more helpful. Instead of moving, let me pull out a holy weapon ball and then use it. And five foot step there. Okay. So basically, I'll have Ghost Touch on my next attack against her. Okay. That brings us to Orin. Orin's going to move here and channel energy where I'm standing to heal. Healing. Okay. 28 hit points for some people. And that'll be my turn. Okay. That brings us to the... The uh, other creatures here, they are going to actually, I guess, five foot step here. Why not? And full attack Kieran. So the first attack is a 34. Actually, with a willpower attack this turn, which gives them actually that might that might bring them to a. They've been thinking that you're easy to hit, but that uh, that does bring them to a one, two, three, four, minus five. So it's actually only a 29, which will miss, but it's within five. Actually, that gives them a very high chance to miss. Oh, maybe I won't do this next turn. 31, which I think also misses, but it does get rid of the last damage. The blue one has not hit Jessup a whole ton, so he does not know that Jessup is pretty easy to hit at the moment. So he's not going to power attack yet, but he might next turn. We'll see how this oh, goes. Oh, just do it. Go ahead, just finish me off. That's a natural 17, which will hit, and a natural 12, which, yeah, that's still going to hit. Because uh, that's a 38, so. so that would be 23 damage, so it's actually 13 damage, and then another 10 off stone skin. And then the second attack 
So another 21 damage, so again, 11 damage, and then another 10 off of Stone Skin. And that is their turn. Yeah, he'll probably power attack next turn. Uh, top of round six, we have Kieran. Okay. Kieran is going to move out of range, will provoke. It stinks, but it is what it is. He's locked into power attack, so 36, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still have images? Nope. Okay. So that'll be 34 points of damage. Uh, so 24 points of damage and then 10 to your stone skin. So I did that. And then I'm going to use a quickened magic missile at red. Okay. Um, so that is 14 force damage. Not a great roll. And then I'm going to cast Dimension Door to get where Jessup is. So now I am next to my buddy Jessup. That brings us to Jessup. All right, he's going to maintain performance. He's going to attempt to cast a level three spell defensively. So my caster level check. I guess is it that or concentration check for defense? Casting defensively is a concentration check. Um, so it's double the spell level, so exactly 21. Yes, for a third level spell. Hmm, wow. Man, my rolls are sucking. Nat four. That's higher than my, OS, my other ones. Good old displacement on myself. Okay. Did you guys say that she was gone or not? Or I don't mm, think so. No. Okay. Well, so Jessup thinks she's still out, so I guess uh, he keep his eyes shut and hope for the best. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll bring us to Elachnida. Um, Gideon, give me a perception check. You got it, boss. Go ahead and throw in that penalty in there. What penalty? For the goggles. Oh, the minus four penalty? Okay. Actually, wouldn't you lose the plus five competence bonus as well from your eyes of the eagle if you have the goggles on? No, those, those are an iron stone, if I remember correctly. Regardless of any of that, you do still fail against her stealth check. Great. So she will pop up behind you out of the ground and do a corrupting touch against you with sneak attack. Hmm, love it. So I need a fortitude save. Well, I guess I get. I guess that there is an attack roll. Uh, that is a 26 against your touch AC, uh, and then I need a fortitude save. Wait, you don't think he has a 26 touch? Nah, I, I do. Actually, I do. Nope. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> 30. So you do only take half damage. Yahoo! So you take 29 points of damage. So 19 and 10. Why are you splitting it? Because of the DR that I have? Or does this, this bypass bypasses DR. This is a corrupting touch. It is. It just goes by it. It says Really? No. Really? It says really? No <laughs> what a stupid idea. Who would say no to DR? Yeah, you take 29 points of damage and, uh, and it's your turn. And she's right there. So I think you need to roll. Yep, roll 1d100. If it's 1 to 50, you have to make a check. It is an 18, so you have to give me a fortitude save. You get a plus 8 to this, uh, assuming that I re understand this correctly. You are always treated as averting your gaze when dealing with gaze attacks, and you gain a plus 8 circumstance bonus on saving throws against visual-based attacks. So it's a fortitude plus 8. Gives you a plus 24, but that nat 1 is terrifying. Why not now? Let's go ahead and expend my bacon of luck. Do I have to be near him to expend yeah, that? Because you're not next to... Yeah, you have to be within his aura. Well, that's a load of bollocks. 
Don't I have to be- is it like burst, like I have to be in it like haste when it starts, or is it like all the time? No, you just need to be within my 30 foot range radius. I got you. And I don't think you were ever within his 30 foot radius, even if it yes. did work with the burst. That means I will never benefit from it. Uh, no, you will, as long as you're within me. So that's eight higher, so that's a 32. 32? Okay. So you are not turned to stone yet. Okay, cool. Love it. Love not being stone. That's my favorite. We are going to swift action, divine might. Okay. And then let's go ahead. I think that's everything. Let's just um full attack. So that first one has, the first one to hit has ghost touch. Okay, so both of those will hit. Uh, so the first one has ghost touch. So that's 21 damage, and then it would be nine damage. Yes. Okay. That is noted. Okay. And that's your turn? Yeah, I feel noted. We're going to five foot step this way. Okay. And tell her to come come in with me. Okay. The water's nice. (laughs) Consecration's nice. Step on Yeah, it's a real real good consecration. That brings us to Oren. Oren's going to run... uh, I don't know, next to Gideon, I guess. Okay, are you averting your gaze, closing your eyes, anything? I will avert my gaze. Okay, so I will roll my d100. 1 to 50, you have to make a save. 27, so you will have to make a save. Ah, 21 nets. 21 will fail, which means you are staggered. I am staggered. 1d6. Oh my god. Six Six rounds. Yikes, okay. I got the best on the first time and the worst on the second time. That's a lot of stagger, bro. That's a lot of stagger. Called the law of averages there. Yep. Okay, well, I'm going to channel anyway. 21, depending on whether you pass or fail. Yes, we'll say 1d20 plus 13. 25. And uh, yeah, because it's not a boosted. And actually, she's not taking penalties, so that should be 27. So 10 damage. That is correct. All right. And you are staggered from here on out, so keep that in mind. Brings us to the two elementals. Red is going to move up. Actually, he I'll say he can't charge. That's too it's too wonky for me to say he can charge. So he's going to just double move up to be there. Um, and blue is going to attack. Uh, he can hit either of you, so I'm going to roll 1d2 on each of his attacks. A 1, he'll go after Kieran. A 2, he'll go after Jessup. A 1... And a one, so he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit Karen both times. This guy was hitting you before, and was doing well. So he's gonna try power attack. The last time it didn't work super well, but he's gonna try it because this is a different guy. So first attack is a thirty even, which I think this is because of power attack. Yes. And the second attack is a twenty-nine, which also misses. Well, technically it would be thirty-one, and no, you're not on the ground, so yeah, thirty and twenty-nine, so yeah, they both miss. Nice, way to go. We won't do that again. And it is Kieran's turn, top of round seven. Okay, Kieran is going to cast a level three spell defensively, so DC twenty-one. Yep. So, plus 25. Oh, 25. Okay, fine. So, a little anticlimactic, but whatever. So, I'm going to cast a lightning bolt right at his chest. So, he does the reflex save. 
Uh, yes, he does. Yes. What's the range? Like the distance? He gets a reflex. Uh, 120 like, feet. So can you get red too? I'm I'm closing my eyes. So. Did he make it? No. It'll be a 10. Okay, so 44 points of electricity damage. And then I'm going to... I'm going to cast another... Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to. That's that's going to be all I, that I do. And I'll just stay where I'm at right now. I think a, a D2 maybe, Jace, to see if it hits red too. That seems fair. I mean, by that logic, couldn't it hit you guys too? Yeah, sure, why not? I'll take the same risk. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's going to take half my damage anyway, so go for it. <laughs> Yeah. No. No. Um, out of curiosity, Sarah, would you have to? Would you have had to open your eyes to do that magic missile to target him? I don't know. Magic missiles always hit, don't they? Yeah, but you do have to target your. I think you would have had to open your eyes, but you're fine. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on to Jessup. Oh boy, Karen, I'm glad you're over here. Jessup's gonna try to cast a spell. Are you casting defensively? defensively? Okay. No. No. I'll, I'll take it to the face. Why not? Right. Well, you have displacement, so I didn't know if you wanted to bank on that or not. No, I do not. I'm not banking on anything. I, I thought I was banking on a plus twenty to my save, and that did not go over well. So the plus twenty was a, it was a good, uh, bet. Just Let's see here. So I will do another uh, another level three. So ha. Okay, got it that time. I guess I would open my eyes. What do I see, Jason? Before I cast, because I was going to do it on Kieran. Uh, you open your eyes and you see a humongous uh, creature. Which you can roll a knowledge planes if you'd like. Sure, why not? Do I see her? Oh yeah, you see Karen. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm, no, the Medusa. I see him. Oh, her. I was thinking Sarah. Okay. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, I was like, I'm not there. You don't see. Yeah. I mean, you see. Ev- yeah, from your angle, you'd see literally everybody except her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you said knowledge planes. Yes. Twenty-three. You don't get any special information, but you do identify this as an elder earth elemental. Kieran, there's an Elder Earth Elemental in our face. Just actually, before I cast my spell, stupidly, look, did, just, since I have to open my eyes, does Kieran have images? No. Okay. So my level three displacement will also go off on Kieran. All right. So I... So can... I mean, I don't know. Can I do this? Can I open my eyes, see the Elemental, cast on Kieran, not do a move action, and reshut my eyes? Well, I mean, you do that at the start of your turn. So, like... You could, at the start of your next turn, just close your eyes right away. But, oh, so it's, I don't have to roll on, on her turn for that, just at the start of my turn, correct? Technically, she could spend an action to make you roll, but she'd have to get, I mean, it's not going to happen metagaming because she's all the way over there, but. You say that, and then you're going to somehow magically make her pop appear in my face. I mean, I'll allow you to close your eyes as a move action because you didn't do anything else. But. <laughs> Let me do it! Okay. Um, so I will, yeah, so maintain performance, cast displacement, just get um, the bozo's name in front of me, and then uh, that's about it. That'll bring us to Alachnida, who is going to go into the ground and disappear. Oh my gosh. Stop! Just let me kill you! All right. That is her turn. Brings us to Gideon. Whoa. Divine touch? Yeah. That's <laughs> the first part. So will I divine touch? I know what he's going to cast next. Oh, yeah? What am I going to cast next? Pebble shaker. <laughs> Pebble shaker. Incorporeal shaker. No, but that does give me an idea. I'm going to go ahead and cast the old spiritual weapon. Okay. 
which is going to be a little outscaled at this level, but at least it does bit. force damage. So if it hits, it'll do damage. Then I'll move, use a, a move action to pull something into my off hand. Some okay. trick up my sleeve, as it were. I'll five foot step here. That brings us to Orin. Um, the spiritual weapon gets an attack. Oh, right away? I think so. I don't know what it is at this level. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So uses your base attack bonus plus your wisdom as its attack bonus. Okay. So BAB full plus... Oh, it gets plus my wisdom. So it would be zero. Great. Nice. No, I've got it, I've got it in there. <laughs> nice, you charisma master, you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of... It should, it should plus base like casting stat in my opinion but that's whatever it's only four different how about a 26 26 will still hit get wrecked with damage right in the face is that adding inspire courage to the spiritual weapon though that that would be yeah yeah so, so it should be a 22 yeah it's gonna be yeah the 22 misses so all of your buffs are going to be applying to this if you're if you're hitting like if you're hitting a preloaded thing yeah i realize that so all of my the divine my yeah, divine my all of that's going to be added onto this. So yeah, so it's not that high. It's just an eight. So it's got to be four or less. That so will miss. Yeah, it rebounds off of the elemental. Yeah, and is destroyed. But oh. that will bring us to Orin. Orin, you see his spiritual weapon shatter because that's how spiritual weapons work. Yeah, naturally. His, his faith just must not, must not be that strong. <gasps> you take that back right now. You take that back. <laughs> Can I cast as a full round action summon monster? No. You can begin casting it. Yeah, and then you have to finish casting it. So as long as you don't get hit. Now. Divine power. Okay. So go ahead and do that, and that will bring us to the elementals. Blue is going to take his two attacks, but again, it's um, concealment. It's not going to power attack, but uh, the concealment's probably going to get him, if I had to guess. So, two attacks. He'll continue off of his... Um, well, he'll he'll start at Kieran, and when that one misses, he'll try... I mean, he has enough intelligence. He knows what's going on. He's going to five-foot step back, and he'll, he'll do double attacks on Kieran. It's the best option he's got at the moment. So, that'll be... A 27, 37 to hit, sorry. And a natural 20, but they're probably both going to hit concealment, so... Roll 1d100. So the first attack, 1 to 50, misses. 51 to 100 hits, because it is 50% mischance. So the first one does hit, and the critical potentially hits. Amazing. Uh, that is a 3, so he's not power attacking, but even though a natural 3 is still a 29 to hit, so it does not confirm. Right. Even if he did confirm, oh, the concealment would have actually gone through if he had confirmed. It's unfortunate. So it will be two hits, but no crit, unfortunately. Uh, and no power attack. So so 22 damage on the first attack, so 12 and then 10 off of your stone skin. The second attack, so that's 25 for the second one. So again, 15 hit points and another 10 off your stone skin. That'll be blue's turn. Red is going to five foot step up and full attack. He has no idea which one of you are easier to hit, so I'm going to actually roll for this one. Uh, one is Gideon, two is Oren. 
So two and one. So he'll do one at both of you. So the attack against Gideon will do natural 17. So that is a 43, 43. So that will hit Gideon, I assume. And then a 41 against Orin. So I believe that will also hit. So Gideon, you will take, so you both also have stone skin. So that is, so Gideon is 22 damage. So reduced by 10, so you'll take 12. And you hit a, um, a 33, you said. Oh, I hit a 43. Okay, well, you know, I just wanted to check. You know, like, it's fine. You know, 12, you said. Against, yes, you take 12 and then 10 off of your stone Yep, skin. yeah, yeah. Against Orin, that is actually, oh, gosh, that damage. That's uh, 30 damage, but reduced by 10, and then have because it's split. So both of you just take 10 damage, and Orin, you can mark 10 off your stone skin, but you... Haven't really been hit by the stone skin, so you've got plenty of that left. Yeah. Top of round eight, we have Kieran. Okie dokie. So, first things first, my little dragon buddy is going to do a thing. He's going to do a breath attack at this elemental. Does he open his eyes? The draconic ally? Sure. He'll open his eyes. Okay. So, I don't know what the DC for this is. I'm... Because it says that I have all the abilities granted by one of the following spells, form of the dragon one. So I'm guessing maybe it's my DC for form of the dragon, but I don't have six level spells. Pseudo dragons have their own stat block, right? Yes. So. But they don't have spells, so what's the DC? I would imagine that the DC is, you know, as they normally are, it's, well, it is going off of your spell. But it does seem kind of weird that it was use your spell DC, because this is a third level spell, giving it abilities of a much higher level spell, so it's not like you cast Form of the Dragon on it, because it's a much higher spell level. I don't know, you can just roll a reflex save. I would say say use the spell DC for whatever your third level spells are. Okay, that's fair. So it's 17. Okay, and it gets, what is it, reflex save? Yeah, reflex save. Alright, I'll vote in the chat. Why not? Why not? 1d20 plus 4. Hey, natural (laughs) 20! Alright then. So it's 7d6, so 13 electricity damage. To blue, okay. And then Kieran's going to do a breath weapon. So another reflex save. 19. All right. My reflex save is a 20. So that fails. So 37 electricity damage. That's your turn. I will five foot step up. Okay. That brings us to Jessup. Jessup will maintain performance. And then he will open his eyes, take chances and names five foot step back and we'll cast a spell. He's going to cast a level four spell, just normally not defensive. Okay. On Kieran. So he's going to cast Heroic Finale, which gives Kieran a standard action. Or move action if you prefer. Knock yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, standard action. I will do a lightning bolt. So another reflex save. This one lower DC, 17. 21. So you pass, so 25 electricity damage. Okay, noted. And move action, Jessup will pull out his bow and enter. 
That brings us to Elachnida. Uh, can I get a perception check from Kieran and Jessup, please? I, should I even roll? Well, it depends. Can you beat? No. Gosh, I've rolled two natural twos on her stealth. I mean, her bonus is amazing, so that's good. But Yeah, well, I God. rolled a natural four, so... I'm, I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't know anything. So bad. There's literally no point. Um, yeah, so neither of you are able to perceive her popping up right there. Um, and she is going to attempt a corrupting touch against you, Jessup. She does not know that you are displaced until she pops up and sees you. And it's a bit too late at that point. But, uh... Actually, no, she is not going to do a corrupting touch. She is going to do a draining touch. Oh, no. It's pretty much the same thing. Like, it's, it's going to miss, probably, but we'll see. So, to hit, as a 26 against touch. Really? How, how do you think that wasn't going to hit? I don't know your touches. You've been 16. doing buffs and stuff and defensive stuff. So oh, it's 16. So, now I have to roll 1d100 to get by your displacement. 1 to 50 is a miss. 51 to 100 is a hit. Come on. 42s that will miss uh, because she does not have anything that would get past it that I can see. Uh, so that is her turn. Brings us to Gideon. This is going really well. I like it a lot. She's like, maybe I should get away from the two clerics up there. Yeah. Coward. So she did. She is a coward, isn't she? She's very cowardly. She's a coward. No wonder she got killed. No wonder she got killed years ago. That's all right. My turn, I'm going to roll a diplomacy to have her stand around so I can do five turns of soothing performance to hit her with a channel of my own. So, spiritual weapon will go <laughs> off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, spiritual weapon. So, d20 plus eight. So, just, just, uh, let me just put in a, a quick minus four. Will that do it? Oh, or you could just do a d20 plus eight. I fixed it. I fixed it. I mean, it did. Okay. But... It still misses. Yeah, that does miss. 21 will miss the elemental. I'm going to assume Orin's got it. You got it, right? The elemental? Yeah. Sure. I cast Grace. Okay. And double move to there. Okay. That brings us to Orin, who is all alone, abandoned by all of his comrades, and attacked by a uh, earth elemental. I think Orin just takes a quick look around. He's just like, ah. Nuts. Nah, nuts. <laughs> um, I guess I'll move here. I'll have to provoke. That will indeed provoke. And it no rolls. Yes, that might actually miss. Um, 31 AC right now. Oh, no, that'll hit. <laughs> yeah. It's a. That uh, might actually miss. How big do you think my AC gets? Like, that's 20, 26 up. plus 7, so that's a 33. That was close. Yeah. Fair enough. So you will take 22 damage. Uh, Are you still within range of the thing? 55 is the range, right? Yes. Right? Right, Gideon? Huh. Yeah. What? Say that? No. 55 55 is is the range range of shield other. Yeah, we're still good. Okay. Okay. So you take 22, but it's reduced by 10. So you both take 6 damage from the attack of opportunity. But uh, yeah, you move action, get up there. And you do have a standard. I guess I'll try to hit it. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. 38. 38 will hit. 20 points of damage. You definitely rebound quite a bit off of the stone. You've dented and chipped uh, a fair portion of it, but uh, you can tell that uh, it's definitely resisting a lot of your damage. And that is your turn. Yep. 
That brings us to the elementals, who are going to... Red's going to 5-foot step and full attack you. Blue is going to 5-foot step here and full attack Gideon. So we'll do Oren first. So two attacks against Oren. Uh, yeah, that's a 40-something that'll hit. Followed by a 30, 35, which will also hit. Um, and then, so I'll just do damage on those first. So the first one, that's 27 damage minus 10 for your stone skin is 17. So you will take eight damage. No, you will take nine damage and Gideon will take eight damage. Second attack. So that is a 20 even. So you will both take another five damage from the second attack. And then you'll mark another 10 off your stone skin. The two attacks against Gideon. I did not roll the attack rolls yet. So we'll do that. That is a, so he's not power attacking. You are on the ground. So he gets a plus one from Stone Mastery. I forgot to factor that in from the last few. So that is actually a 36 to hit, which I think yeah. maybe, maybe hits. I don't know what your AC is anymore. Uh, yeah, 33. Okay. Uh, the other one is higher. So both of those will hit. So damage, 22. So you take 12 damage and then 10 off of your stone skin because that is not a split. So you take 12. The second damage, 24. So you'll take 14 damage and another 10 off of your stone skin. That will bring us to the top of round nine. And Kieran, you are up. You've been closing your eyes this whole time, right? Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know if you would even be aware that the creature was there anymore or not. Well, I had, oh, I had my eyes open before. Well, no, I wouldn't have had to because I was doing lightning bolts. That's area effect. Yeah, I just didn't know. Because, like, you could have heard an attack go off behind you and assumed and therefore closed your eyes. I just didn't know if, if you had been this whole time or not. Yeah, I probably would have just because... She spawns behind you, immediately you turn to stone with the eyes in the back of your head. Yeah. That'd be funny. There's, like, there's no way that I can do anything to her without opening my eyes, right? Well, you have blind fight, unless she's flying. Yeah, but, like, I I don't know what square she's in, right? Like, I have no idea what square she's in. I guess she's incorporeal as well, is the problem as well. Well, that's the thing. So, incorporeal traits say cannot be heard with perception, non-visual senses such as blind sight and scent typically are ineffective or only partially effective, so... Even blind sight technically does not help with incorporeals. So if you're if you're relying on blind sense, then you would not have any idea what square she's in. That is correct. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like if I tried to get to Jessup, if I tried to walk through this square, I would just walk through her. Well, you'd provoke. Yeah, but still, that doesn't stop me from walking through her. She's ghost. She's intangible. Do I take like a massive amount of negative energy? Because I'm like, I don't think <laughs> that's how it works. No, it just feels creepy. I think the way that by the rules it would work is that you would move there, which would provoke like leaving your square would provoke and then you would just if you ended your movement on her square you'd, you'd just be shunted over so it'd be like you got hit and then after you got hit it would be like you stumbled a step further into one of the adjacent spots so that you're not on the same square that's all that would really happen but you would provoke from both her and the uh elemental if you tried to move and I, I literally can't do anything to her. I can't cast any spells at her because I can't see her. I can't do anything. So you li you don't know, like you could, but it's like technically you don't know where she is. So it's like, again, I could like fog of war the entire map, but I can't do that just for you, um, which is the problem. So technically you're looking at a black screen. You you don't technically know where 
anything is except everything except her because you have blind sense, but Okay. Well like, I guess pretend I... pretend that like she's just not there. Like Okay. I will just lightning bolt the elemental and then I'll follow that up with a magic missile against the elemental. Wait, I can't even do I can't do the magic missile. Never mind. I'll just do the lightning bolt. Uh right, you can't do the magic missile unless you wanted to open your eyes. Uh the lightning bolt, are you casting defensively? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and okay, so you're good with that. So 34 on my defensive cast, DC 17 for 46 damage or 23 if it passes. 14 fails. So 46, you say? Yes, okay. 46. Yep. Blue is still up, taking a ton of damage, but is still up. And is that your turn? You can move. Yeah, but like all I would do is... No, I'm not going to move because I can't see anything. Okay. That brings us to Jessup. I guess he sees her appear in front of him. I don't know. At the start of your turn, you can choose to close your eyes. All right, so Jessup will immediately close his eyes and shout to Kieran. Basically, he'll he'll relay that, you know, he's ten feet diagonal to her. Just basically how the line is. So he'll he'll relay the formation. Like she's right between you, basically. Yeah, Kieran, we got the uh, ghost Medusa sandwich, and then you're sandwiched between a big rock thing and her. He'll shut his eyes and start back up performance with a swift. Actually, no. All right, so he'll start back up performance and. You know, why not? He is going to screw up. He's going to take some shots at the elemental, so why don't you do your dirty work there? So you are closing your eyes. Oh, that's true. That's true. You can shoot blindly. You can technically choose a square, and since you knew where it was, you'd get 50% miss chance on top of all of that, which you can do if you want. Like, you could five-foot step into this square and roll all your attacks at the blinded penalties. I don't know. Just delay. I don't, I don't know what I can do. Okay. That brings us to Elachnida, who is going to continue her draining touch attempt. Uh, last time it did not go through, but she's going to keep trying. Natural 15 will hit your touch AC, uh, Jessup. So, again, that is a 1v100. 1 to 50 is a miss. 84. So, she hits this time. So she was doing her draining touch, not her corrupting touch. So, Jessup, you will take two points of damage to your dexterity, and she will heal up some. And uh, since none of you can do attacks of opportunity, she will actually go ahead and five foot step. Actually, no, she, she wants to stay there because she counts as flanking. So she'll stay there to give the elemental a boost. That brings us to Gideon. Okay, so I have met the conditions to cast Second Wind as a swift action. So I will go ahead and do that. Because you are at a quarter or less? I am at a quarter or less. Alright. Swift action, cast the spell. And then, uh, this is gonna look goofy. Okay. Five foot step back. Okay. Cast Righteous Might and grow to be in that. So your weight immediately doubles, increases your size category to the next one larger, you gain a bonus. Gain DR5 evil. Okay. Yeah, so I think when this happens, generally you're allowed to just choose which squares you move to. Yeah, and I want to move forward. I should drop your AC by two, I think. For size, right? Well, yeah, because you went up by one size and you took a penalty to your dexterity, so it would be a two. So I take a minus two size to dexterity, which has no effect on my AC. Minus two penalty to dexterity has no effect on your AC? That's correct. I have a 15 dexterity. 
and I have a max armor of one. So, okay, so you have a plus two modifier and the, the plus two is never being accounted for. Okay. That's correct. So it doesn't matter to me. And so I don't think my AC should change. Uh, it should go down by one because of size, but not the, not besides that. And that's just, uh, so I should just say minus one size to AC. Yeah, anytime you go up in size, you take a penalty to your AC. All right. That brings us to Orin. Orin's going five foot step there and cast a spell. Are you casting defensively? Am I in its range still? Yep. Yes. 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 Then obviously so. (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) Uh, so concentration it 15 is, plus uh, double the spell level 15 plus double the spell level? Yep, so if it's a 4th level spell it would be DC 23, 5th level spell would be 25, 6th would be 27 Did you do that earlier? Because that's what it was then too Yeah, I guess it is because I, I had to hit 27 yep. It's again yeah. another level 6 spell Yep, so it would be DC 27 uh, Bah! 36. Oh my god, I can't believe you went for it. That's so Right, do what I want. Justin just rolls the dice. I just roll the dice. Just roll the dice, see what happens. I cast Cold Ice Strike. Oh, it was a swift action. You didn't have to do defensively at all. Oh, I always forget that that's a swift action. You could have stayed where you were. Yeah, you didn't even have to five foot step. Find another spell that you want to also cast, and you worked. You did it. <laughs> it worked. Oh, oh, by the way, I was I was casting destruction, not cold ice strike. You can strike. do them both. You can do both. Because I still passed. <laughs> yeah, you. I would say a fair replay is you could pick another level six spell and do it, or you could have swift action, five foot step, and full round detect, and then just ignore this check and say, "Oops, I'm an idiot." I will leave that up to Jason, how he wants to rule that. Uh, so what are you doing? I, so, I mean, since I didn't need to do that, probably what I would have done since the swift action is I probably wouldn't have moved. I probably would have stayed there, cast okay. that, then then just full attacked. Yeah, I'm cool with you wasting a 17 on the die. I'm cool with that. Right? Uh, so the line deals 1d6 points of cold damage per caster level. So that is, what, 13d6? Yes, and they get a... I assume they get a save. I don't have it listed if they do, but that doesn't mean anything. Maybe I didn't put it in. Uh, reflex half. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be strange if they didn't. Come on, two. Uh, a six. <laughs> I called a six it. Will Come on, two on the die. Fail. So Red so will be taking 47, 47 points of damage. Yikes. Lots of damage. He's still up, but that hurt. And then we will follow it up with a attack. Both of those will hit. And a third attack. I have divine power. Okay. And that, okay, because that's the same thing as haste, basically. Okay. Yes. So you are, okay. It's not All cumulative right. with haste, but same thing as haste. Right. Yes. Okay. So uh, including DR in those would be 14 plus 15 plus 9. Okay. Noted. A lot of damage, but it is still up. Dang it. This one's it stronger is... than my Earth Elemental. Oh, by, by so much. <laughs> so much stronger. By yeah. so much. 
<laughs> when I was putting these creatures into Combat Manager, it tells me the CR as they get put in. I put Alachnida in, and I looked at the CR, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Do, is Elder correct? Because the CR is already 15. And I was like, is that right? And I put them in, and I was like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. That's intense. So... Yeah, so it is the Elemental's turn now. So he will 5-foot step and full attack you, and Blue can't really 5-foot step anywhere, but he will full attack you, Gideon. So we'll do Orin first. Uh, first attack is a natural 15, which is going to hit, and a natural 11, which is going to hit, because it's a 37 with that. So both of those will hit, dealing 26, reduced by 10 because of stone skin, so 16 split in half between you. So you both will take 8 points of damage, I have 13 temporary HP. Do I... Can I just take that away off first. of that? They okay. go away first. Okay. Yes. So eight off of that. So is it... Where do you have temp HP from? Divine, Divine power. Eight. That's right. That's right. Uh, the second attack's damage is 26. So again, reduced by 10. Oh, that's the same. So you take an, you both take another eight. So uh, functionally, you both took 16 damage there. Mm-hmm. So Gideon, you get two attacks as well. Right, yes, I love it. Luckily for you, I think he missed with the first attack. That's really good. Nice. Because uh, that's only a 28. That's natural too. That's um, going to miss. Uh, the second one's going to hit with a 42. That'll so hit. you will take 26. Reduced by 10 because of stone skin, so you take 16 damage. Uh, top of round uh, 11, it says. Should be Kieran? Uh, probably. So, so you have been told that the ghost is behind you. Right. Don't think I can really do anything, though. Lightning bolt! Just do it! I mean, I can do a lightning bolt and direct it so it doesn't hit you, but I don't want to split the damage. I want to focus on taking out this elemental first, because... Do it! I feel like it's taken enough damage that it needs to be close, at least. I will do my... No, I'm going to save that. Flight. I'll do a lightning bolt. Okay. Uh, casting defensively, I assume. Yeah. 31. Okay, that'll do it. And uh, it had three hit points left, so even if it succeeded on the save, red, uh, blue is dead. So it dies. I can sense it go to the floor. Yeah, it kind of melds into the ground. Okay. Becomes one so with the stone. Then I'm going to five foot fly just back, I think. Yep, and you can do that because you have blind fight, so even though you are closing your eyes, you can still do five footsteps and everything. I can, right. yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. I think that's my turn. Okay, that brings us to Jessup. You are in the fun zone. Yep. What would you like to do? Yep, screw it. Why not? Why not? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna open my eyes and invert my gaze, and I'm, I'm trying to acrobatics out of here. Okay. That'll be a 1d100, so 1 to 50, you have to make a save. 51 or higher, you're good. 60, you're good. Oh, you rolled for me. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. So I will attempt to just make an acrobatics and just make my way like a fat barden out of there. Okay. Go ahead and roll an acrobatics check. A 28 will not beat her CMD. That's good. I want to be hit. Yeah. But it's another uh, D100. So again, 1 to 50. She misses. 51 or higher. She hits. 53. So she does hit. So I will, I'll, I'll roll to hit here. But... Um, yeah, 31 touch will hit. And so that is going to be... I didn't say she was doing her draining touch, but I would have wanted to. So let's do it. 
Yeah, just do it. Give her HP. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course yeah. it can happen. So you take another two points of dex damage, yes. And she gains a little bit of HP. I can still move, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah. You you weren't going through her square, so you can actually still complete your movement. It's just that you did take an attack opportunity on the way. Alright, so I'll get over here. And is that a double move? No, single. Or no, with, I guess... Acrobatics. Yeah, because you move at half speed with acrobatics. Oh, gosh, the nitty-gritty rules. All right, yep, don't move, done. Okay, uh, that was Jessup's turn. That brings us to Alachnida, who is going to... Disappear. Do something, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure she's going to do something. She's going to go up, and she'll try attacking... I mean, she knows that you're also displaced, but she'll go for it. Actually, Gideon's not displaced. No, he's not. Gideon's not displaced at all. Can she make no. it? <gasps> she can't. Oh, look at that. She made it. She can't acrobatics and still make it, so you would get an attack opportunity. Yeah, good, right. 39? Uh, yeah. And I have... I just want to make sure I got everything in here right. Bless, Inspire Courage, Divine Might, Good Hope, and now Righteous Might. Yeah, most of those won't stack. Well, some of those won't stack with each other, but you do have all of them. Yeah, lots of might. Okay. I remember, though, corporeal source and all that. Yes, so your weapon is magic, though, so it still does half damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it's not. It's no longer benefiting from Ghost Touch. It was just a one-and-done thing. All right, that is noted. Uh, that was her move action to get up there. To get yeah. And then she will attack you. And uh, she'll switch over to a corrupting touch this time. She Great. dealt damage to you before. She's trying to see if she can put you down. She's going to just corrupting touch you. So mm -hmm. touch attack. 33, I imagine. Actually, she's been combat expertising, so that's only a 29 touch. But I think that... Uh, I will do it, yeah. I think that still does it. So uh, I need a fortitude save. She's not sneak attacking because you could see her fly up to you so it's only the regular 15 d6 but it's a i am now in the range where i could benefit from luck yeah if you wanted to re-roll you can do that it's a once uh it's a one-time thing but you can choose beforehand to roll twice and take the better it's a, it's not a re-roll you have to choose it beforehand right yes yeah, 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 rolling with advantage. is it an immediate action beforehand i think i believe oh an immediate action That's it is an immediate bad. action yeah, so you can spend an immediate action to roll twice. I kind of don't okay. want to do that. It's up to you. Yeah, let's not do that. Okay, 35 will succeed. So you only take 22 points of damage. Okay, it was the right choice to not do that. And it's your turn. Okay, great. I once again <laughs> beat the conditions for second wind. Yikes. So we'll go ahead. Oh, well, first I'm averting my gaze, so that happens first. Okay. Yeah, and second one, you can keep doing over and over because you're spontaneous. Yeah, that's how it works. You couldn't have if you had taken an immediate action. That's, that's why I chose not to. So again, 1d100, 1 to 50, you... Uh, how have I been doing it? I just mind blanked. How have I been doing it? 1 to 50, you don't have to make the... And That's 51 correct. to 100, you do? Okay. No, no, 50, no, 50 to 100, you don't. So 51 to 100, you are fine? A-okay, no need to save. Okay. 16. Okay, so need to save. Need to save. Would you like to roll twice? Can you? No. 
well, you could use it. I think I, I think you could use an immediate as a swift action on your turn, but I, I don't want to. Well, technically, this would be the start of your turn, so you technically haven't yet cast that spell. Yes, this is true. This so as an immediate action, you could. It's just you wouldn't be able to then cast that spell. Yeah, but I don't want to. Okay, just because I have the eight bonus to this still. Yep. So as long as it's not a nat one, I think I should be fine. Nat two. Does a 28 do it? Maybe I'm being a little overconfident. 28 is exactly the DC. <laughs> okay. So, thank God for those goggles. Thank you, Aiden. Way back when. Actually, I don't think those are uh, Aiden's. I think Kieran bought those. Yeah, well, he bought them because of Aiden, obviously. He saw how cool and stylish they were. Uh, but yeah, then we'll go ahead and heal up. Okay. What? Rubbish. 15. Nice. No. Don't say nice. Nice. Not nice. It's fast. And then um, I'm big and mighty, so let's five foot step back and just because I'm big and mighty and just go for it. Okay. Roll your attacks. See what you can do. 38 will hit, 23 will miss. Okay. So that does a little bit of damage. And that is your turn. Yeah. Now bring us to Orin. Oh, also, real quick, the spiritual weapon. Oh, against the... Okay. 24. And that is the correct amount, so 24 will hit. Hey. Uh, and that is a force effect, so that will bypass the DR? Yeah, that's a force effect. Okay. He's still up, but the, you, you do deal some damage. Yeah. Orin, still tangling with the... Uh, she's still up, right? Yeah, she's, she's up. She's never been better. Until, like the 10 preceding rounds she was better than she was now but Oren's going to move and two years ago she was a little bit better than she was now yeah given that she's dead now yeah, yeah. looks like Oren's running for it he's gonna go here that'll provoke do it I'll just take my damage that is a half. 30 even uh no that misses alright I'm a 31 I love how cavalier you are about this. Oh, no, it's fine. I only take, I'll just take half of it anyway. Just Has ahead. it not worked out? Has it not worked out in my favor this combat? It hasn't let me down yet. Okay, so he's going to move there. He's going to... This might be risky. Okay. Doesn't he have to make a decision? Can, yeah, so can you... Can you... Can you still cast a spell while averting your eyes? Yeah. Okay, so he will avert his gaze. I, I hate to bring this up, but did you ever do your rounds of staggered? Yeah, I oh. have it ticked off. I had six, so I wouldn't be... They, It's still active. There were a lot of rounds that you could only have done a move or standard action. Wait, what? Because when you're staggered, you can only do a move or standard action. Well, I didn't... I didn't... You've been full attacking... Moving and casting spells. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't move, though. Just now you did, yeah? I just did now, but I haven't moved prior to that. So Last turn, you swifted and full attacked. and I swifted and full attacked, yeah. So, how does that work with stagger for a swift and a full attack? You can't full attack. You can do one, one attack? You, so, basically, yeah, you just canceled. Yeah, so give him back... 
Yeah, I, I just did. I gave him. Yeah, back give him back some 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 of the hit points. So it would have been nineteen and twenty five that he would have gotten. Yeah, yeah. Back. I just put him back at full. So we're good. And I can't. I, I I swear to God, I will always want to know this. A stagger creature can still take free swift and immediate actions. Yes. So. Yeah. So I basically just couldn't have full attacked him that one turn. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. So we're good. Yep. Uh. And- so yeah, I guess I'll just move. Okay. That'll bring us to the elemental who's now at full health. Who's <laughs> now back at full full health? Okay. I just I just gave him full health just to be. Yeah, yeah, no, that no, seems, no, yeah, no, that seems yeah. fair. That seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hate to you know be wrong by you. He's gonna move up and attack. That is a thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. That, that, I keep having to add the plus one for uh, Earth Mastery, so it's goes from a six to a seven. Alright. So you both take eight points of damage. Top of round 12, we are back to Kieran. All right, so again, I don't have any idea that she's where she's at. Uh, if you have closed your eyes, then you the last you heard, she was behind you. Okay. Oh, did you roll to avert my gaze? I did not. Sorry, we got sidetracked there, so... I did not, but you're fine. Okay. So, yeah, Kieran. Kieran is going to... He knows Gideon's here because Gideon's the big guy. Yeah, you can sense uh, these guys enough to know who's... Who. And you know that Gideon was attacking them right Yeah, there. you would have known that he was attacking something that you can't sense, so that gives away a little bit, too. All right, well, this may not help at all. You may choose not to do this, but this is up to you. I'm going to cast a spell. It is called Force Sword, and this is going to conjure a long sword. This one's actually a plus two long sword. And I will move up, having no idea where she's at, move up to you, Gideon, and I will hold it out for you to take. She will accept the Force Sword. (laughs) (laughs) Because the funny thing is, I can't use this. The funny thing is, what? I'm not proficient proficient with long swords. Oh, that's so funny. So that would provoke. Yeah, I have no idea. So I'll just have to take it. But you are displaced, so I'll roll the attack. Yeah, that'll hit you. 27 touch. I'm sorry, 23 touch because of combat expertise. But I think that still hits you. Oh yeah, my touch is 14. She has a 50% uh, miss chance, so 1 to 50 she misses. 58, so she does hit. And the last attack that she did was a corrupting touch, so I'm not I'm not going to flip-flop on that. So you get a fortitude save. Uh, fortitude is a 22. Okay. The weird thing is what... It, let me get your advice on this. Do you think you would be functionally flat-footed from her for a sneak attack? Sure. Actually, probably not, because I don't think blind... I think with blind fight, I'm not... I don't lose my dex to AC when I'm blinded. So I don't know. So even if they stealth against you and everything? Yeah, an invisible attacker gets no advantages related to hitting you in melee. That is, you don't lose your dexterity bonus to armor class, and the attacker doesn't get the usual plus two bonus for being invisible. They still do apply for ranged attacks, though. Okay, close enough. Uh, so the 22 actually fails, by the way. Yeah, no, I figured as so you, much. You will take 46 damage. Okay. Uh, DR does not apply to that. So as you pass by, you can feel something pass through your body, and you feel like you've aged 10 years all in a moment. Uh, but you do get there, and you can hold out the sword for him. Okay, that's my turn. Jessup, you are up, and you were averting your gaze before. No? 
I, I was, yeah. So you were, okay. Focused, so, so you can choose to change that now, but up to this moment, you are privy to events, more or less. Jessup will try to see, because I think with haste, I have to target. Is it target everyone, or is I just target the person I'm casting it on, and then it bursts? I, can't remember I believe bursts. you target the person you're casting on. It's a burst, but I mean, they all have to be within 30 feet. Right. Okay. You would have to at least be averting in order to to target. Actually, it's it's not a one creature per level, so the targets are one creature per level. So you'd have to target everybody, but that doesn't actually change anything. It's the same functional thing. Well, I just assumed well because that way, if I would target myself, then I could close my eyes, target myself, and then it would burst out for them. Oh yeah, no, you could avert your gaze and do it. But uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm just going to move. I'm going to avert my gaze. I guess roll it. Okay. So again, there's a 50% chance that you have to make the save. So 1 to 50 means you make the save. 51 to 100 means you are good. 75, you are good. I'm rolling high on all of these, pretty much. Kieran, where's your backpack? Is it next to you right there? Yeah, I'm, I'm essentially flying over at square. So Jessup will move 25 feet there. Maintain performance. Actually, no. Maybe I won't. Sorry. Nope. Jessup's actually going to move here, and then he will cast Taste, and we're all within 30 feet. Uh, the elemental is not, but, uh... Okay, well, I wasn't gonna... I... Sorry. I mean, you could get... You could leave Karen out and get the elemental. No, um, yes, so good. you move up, cast Haste, all right. Um, and then maintain performance, obviously. That brings us to Elachnida, who's going to five-foot step up, and it's gonna... Once again, try to put Gideon down. So Gideon, she is going to Corrupting Touch. You, that will hit for sure with a touch attack. You do get a Fortitude save. You can choose as an immediate action to roll twice. No, we'll just go for the Fortitude. Hope for the best. 29 will succeed. So you will only take 26 points of damage. I want you to just really confirm that number for me. 26? 26 yeah. points of damage. Awesome. You'll live forever. Until the next time you get hit. Yeah. Uh, that is Lachlan's turn. Gideon, it's your turn. This is really bad. Let's hope Oren doesn't get hit. So, I have reach, so I can five foot step, grab the weapon. Yeah? Yeah. Which I'll do. Okay. And she does not have the feet that allows her to attack creatures when they... Okay. What is it? Good. Just out of reach or something? Yeah, it's that. it's something like really just out of reach. When a foe more than five feet away makes a melee attack against you at reach, you can yeah. But there's a feat where it's like they attack you from range and you can still hit them even if they're out of reach because their arm is closer or something. It's hilarious. So you can grab the uh, force sword, which I now have. Yes, I guess you'd have dropped your. Uh, yeah, well, I dropped it into the square that I'm standing. Uh, this is such a weird set of decisions to make. Let's go ahead and swift action heal. And then um, there's no... Uh, how are you going to tell how lively a ghost is? Right? So let's um, let's go ahead and do a cure critical. Okay. I heal 22. Are you out of third level spells? No. <laughs> we came in fresh, remember? Yeah, it's just, that's like four third level spells right there. Sure, critical is a fourth level spell. Oh. So that's your turn. That brings us to Oren. Oh, shoot. Okay. I'm so sorry. I avert my gaze. You got to go ahead and do your thing. Right. That is a correct thing. 
So again, there's a 50% chance that you have to make a save. So 1 to 50, you have to make a save. 82, you're good. Yes, so Orin, it is your turn. At the start of your turn, you can choose to avert your gaze, remain non-reverted. Close my eyes and channel okay. the damager. All right. Chance of will save. Something good. Oh my gosh. Law of averages right there again. Oh yeah, that passes. So 12 damage. All right. Yeah, she's still up. <laughs> yeah, figured. Goodness. Um, you can move if you want. I'm staggered. You can five foot step. Oh, you're still staggered? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm still staggered for, I think, one more round. Okay, okay. Is it really only that few? Because it was six total. Yeah, it's been a lot of rounds. It's been a lot of rounds. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that will bring us to the elemental, who's going to step up here. And I'm going to roll one Orin to Gideon, two, and one. One against both of you. So against Orin, that's a natural 17, so that is going to hit. So that will deal both of you take eight points of damage. Uh Uh-huh. And then the attack against you, Gideon, is a natural 16, which will hit. Yeah. So you take another 15 damage, Gideon. Minus a 10? Yeah, because you took 25. I, I already did the minus 10, so you take 15 damage. I just also have to know how to do it myself. At this point, some of you might be close to the end of Stoneskin, but I haven't been keeping track, so I don't really care. Top of round 13. Kieran, you are up. You got hit by the creature, so you know it's nearby. Do you mean the end of Stoneskin because of the DR? Yeah, just because of the DR. Because oh. some of you got hit a bunch of times. I got, I've been keeping track. I have 60 still. I, I have 60 as well. A bunch of you have 60 then, so. Okay, so... She was not in this square when she hit me? Correct. Yeah, she had to move up. She was over here, actually. She just she just five-foot-stepped. See, I, I don't envision a scenario where I can do anything without metagaming. Because, like, I have line attacks, and I could do it in this line and still hit the square that I thought she was in, but, like, why would I have any reason to think that she's in that square? So but it's, like, you could just roll a D2 and just have it be random because you'd be here or here if you're doing a line attack. No, I'd rather not. So I will five foot step here and I will do a line attack at the this guy. I think I can see him. Yep. Yeah, he's within my blind sense. So I will do another lightning bolt. Okay. And I will probably fail another reflex save. 13, yeah, that's gonna fail. Okay, so 36 electricity damage. Okay. And that's my turn. Okay. Brings us to Jessup. Everybody's looking a little worse for the wear here. Jessup is not gonna... Or she's gonna avert gaze to her, but... So if he averts gaze to her and say he wants to shoot at this schmuck here, he gets penalties, right? Yeah, you have a 20% miss chance while averting your eyes. Oh yeah, I should have been rolling that for all my attacks. Oh yeah. Here, let me just give her all her hit points back. Okay. Yes, fair. And yeah, I think fair. that should set it straight. Uh, I'm just going to avert my gaze and take shots at that rock turd up there. We should do the 20% miss chance from now on though, yeah? Oh yeah, when I, when I go to start to shoot, that's yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I just figure. Yeah, so 1 to 50, you have to make a save. 17. We finally right. got a time where somebody has uh, to make you know it what? safe. I'm going to use my luck crap, because I can. 
I have okay. yeah, You have not yet double rolled. So I got to roll two forts, right? Yes. And take the better of them. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, that sucks. Yes. Um, Bye, Tesla. See ya. Both of those will fail. Alright, 21-17, so... As Jessa turns to stone. Alright, see you guys later. See ya. Have a good session. Good night, man. That brings us to Alachnida, who's gonna give it the old college try. Third third time's the charm. Roll to hit. Yeah, that's a 35 against touch. Sorry, 31 against touch. Yeah, it hits. And uh, you get a fortitude save to reduce this by half. 23 will fail. Uh, that's not going to be good. <laughs> You'll be fine. You take 55 points of damage. So the immediate action, you know, when I go below zero. Yes. We will see how the numbers add up. Yeah, so second wind is an immediate action when you go below zero, so you heal up 14 hit points. Yeah. And none of that is reduced. It bypasses our DR. Yep, 50, that's, that goes straight through. And then how much was it, 55? 55. Okay. I have my answer. Okay. And that's her turn. Brings us to Gideon. You fall to the ground. Unconscious. You both see Gideon collapse. We don't uh, see you... anything. Sorry. My eyes are closed. <coughs> you hear him. <laughs> yes. You both hear Gideon collapse. Uh, Kieran, you practically see it in a lot more clear detail. You do not know if he has died or not, but uh, Josh and I will be whispering some stuff. I'll roll secretly. It's coming in, Jace. All right. Interesting roll. <laughs> you can figure out whether that passes or not, because I'm not going to do the math. Oren, you are up. Hmm. You're no longer staggered at this point, right? That this is like the the six rounds are over. Yeah. Okay, you're good. So he will open his eyes. Okay. Because that'll be a save. Correct. Fortitude. Oh. A natural twenty will succeed, surprisingly enough. Uh, weird. So you're good to go. And your eyes are open. You see, Gideon is on the ground. Uh, again, you don't know if he is dead, or if he's just super low. Maybe he's just tired. Not me, problem. Um, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I love when my love doctor it. says that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> not That's me, problem. It's like, oh, or in, are you in cardiac arrest? That's not my problem. Oren's like, I could Breath of Life, but why? <laughs> oh, I could. Don't even. No, 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 no. Because if he's dead, well, no, he. It may not even bring him back. It's hard to say. You know, I'm I'm more worried about her. He's like, we got raised dead. I got raised dead. You It'll do be see fine. that he is stoned, yeah. So, I'm gonna try destruction on her. Oh, big, biggie. Uh, just so you know, you are still within uh, the uh, reach of the elemental. Oh my gosh! You can move action to provoke and get out of range. So, like, it's not like you yeah. can't do this. I would prefer to do that. You so, just have to, you, you would provoke to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a go. necromancy like death spell. I'll just verify undead are immune to death effects. Holy though, because, well, because it's, it's either holy or unholy fire. Right. Cause I'm 
good caster, then it's holy fire, not unholy fire. Yeah, I'm not sure, because it is it is a death effect still. So, okay, does destruction work on undead? So it says, does, does, does destruction work on undead? My guess would be no, because it requires a fortitude save and doesn't work on objects. No, undead wouldn't be subject to the spell. It is a death effect. They're immune to those. They also don't roll fortitude saves. Anything that requires yeah, a fortitude yeah. save, they're immune to. So actually, you would know as a cleric that destruction destruction would not work. Ah. You can do a number of other things. Like you could yeah, do channel again. Gonna... You could do heal again. Okay, we're actually going to try. <laughs> Gideon, don't hate me. He's going to run up to her while casting a spell. So I'm going to move, provoke, but I'm going to... It's a touch spell, so I'm going to cast it like in progress, right? I don't think you can cast in progress. It's like you can cast and then move. You can move and then cast. Oh, you can't cast while moving. Then. I don't Whoa, believe so. Shoot! I think, um, that's a I think arguably you could with spring attack, but... Alright, I'm going to... Uh, but you can't cast offensively and then move, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. No, we're just going to channel again. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to switch that up. We're just going to channel again. That would be a decent one if she fails. Dang it. She did not. Still takes 14 damage, though. That's the last channel of the day. This is, as tradition, going to come down to a battle of attrition. It is the elemental's turn. The elemental will attack Orin. I think Gideon takes half the damage. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I'm a fan. That's too bad. Uh, Natural 2 will miss. Not going to do that again. Natural 8 will hit, I think. 32 even. Yes. Correct. So you and Gideon both take six points of damage. Great. Which means, uh, Gideon, had you stabilized, you are no longer stable. <laughs> and that is its whole turn. Brings us to the top of round 14, Kieran. Coming down to the wire. You can sense the elementals are still up there. You can't sense Elacnida, but she hasn't moved, so. Yeah, but I never knew she was there in the first place. You do sense a disturbing lack of movement and sound from Jessup. I'm going to fly over here and then I will do my second breath weapon for the day. At the elemental? Yep. Okay. Nine. So 41 electricity damage. It had 20 hit points, so it is dead. Nice. Pass or fail, it's gone. Okay. It melds into the stone. Only the one left that I can't do anything about. <laughs> Indeed. That's your turn? Uh, yeah, that's all I can do. Okay, Jessup is stoned. Going back to Elachnid. Hey, wait a minute. When do I get to be a uh, sweet ghost that gets to pop out? After this combat, let's see. Who should she go? Okay. I think it would be super stupid for her to go up into the Consecrate again, so she's not going to do that. Do it. So you she's know, gonna go, you know you want to. at the same time, to. it's displacement to hit Kieran. There's no win. Yeah, There's I, no you, win. You, you know what the right answer is. You she's going to guts. You don't have the no. guts. You don't have the guts. <laughs> <laughs> she's going after Kieran. Orin I've done more no... damage to Orin. Or to it. Orin's exactly. done more damage. You've done more damage. She I'm doesn't want to be near you. Scared of my power. <laughs> that will hit touch against Karen. 28, I think, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. But there is still a displacement. Although I do always forget that technically mage armor helps against 
incorporeal touch attacks. Uh, yeah, that should but be applying. it only gets me a 19, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, yeah, so D100, so, so 1 to 50 is a miss. Okay. 61. It's a hit. She's gonna do a corrupting touch. So that's a fortitude save. Okay. Most certainly will fail. I oh, you already it. used the double roll. Okay. Oh, 29. Oh, 29 will succeed, so you take half. So that is only 29 damage. Okie dokie. That is her turn. Gideon, you are uh, unconscious. Orin, it is your turn. You can see that um, Kieran is getting attacked now. You can see that the ghost's form is flickering, so it's, it's down to the wire. Oh, but I'm hasted now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can so move increased like a, movement. You can move like a hasted creature would. Yeah, I got 40 movement. Yeah. yeah. 40? Wow, little dwarf legs go. Look at those little dwarf legs go. Don't forget, um, I count as difficult terrain. Yeah, Gideon is difficult terrain because of his big fat body. Yeah, if you're trying to get into base contact with her, you can't. You can get within channel range, but you can't quite get within melee of her. Can he jump? This crap. Can Orin jump? <laughs> I don't no. think he no. wants to do that. Can he, can he hop up there and then jump over there? I think he doesn't want to try that. It's, the DC is not that high. Mm, but he's in full plate. Yeah, but it's not that high. I have an acrobatics of like negative nine. Just That's cold fine. ice striker. Yeah, I don't have that anymore. I wish I did, but I used it on the stupid golem. Alright, so how far could I make it? If you're going through his space, it would be 20, that would be 30, 35. Yeah, you could basically get there, 40 pretty much. Alright, that's what we'll do, and I will ready a spell. Ready a spell? Well, it's a touch attack, so can I just, like, cast it and hold it? Oh yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Top of the round. You all die. <laughs> Top of round 15. Kieran, you have been hit by the creature. You can be reasonably assured of the square that she is in. All right, this this is a bit of a, a pickle that I'm in right now. I'm trying to determine which of these is better... I mean, arguably Dragon's Breath is better because it has a higher save DC, but she'll probably pass it anyway. And I think the damage on a Lightning Bolt is better, but it's hard to see. One's acid, one's electricity. Does that matter? Who knows? Search in your heart and find what Kieran would do. I have cast... Jesus, take the weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do a Dragon's Breath. We'll see. Okay, Jesus takes the wheel and says dragon's breath this will be acid so it's okay. a dc 18 on an incorporeal four unfortunately she's immune to acid i'm joking <laughs> she might be I'm i haven't joking. done acid against her i haven't done anything I'm against joking. her let's be honest i don't know if this is gonna work all right so this is 47 damage with a with a reflex save well it, it's potentially quarter damage so we just have to see what happens so 23 yeah, if, so it's, if she fails, it's twenty. Well, it's twenty-three, no matter what, and then it's between yeah, twenty-three fails. and twelve, eleven. Okay, peeling the curtain back a little bit. It will be incredibly hard for her to fail this save. Possible, but in like, if she rolls a natural one, she fails. Okay, that's if that's she a... fails, she dies. Huh. Okay. So there's a five percent chance that she just dies. 
I'm going to roll it in the chat. No, 33. Yeah, she didn't even come close. No. So she took 11 points of damage. 11. Oof, she's still up. You know what that means, Orin? You get to do the de- deed. <laughs> well, she gets to go first. <laughs> Maybe. I still have to touch her. Yeah, and it says in her stat block that she fights until destroyed, so she's not going to run away. She is going to try to take out Kieran. Can I? No, that would be way too cheese. I was like, after I cast that spell, can I open my eyes and then potentially cast a magic missile? But I wouldn't do that. That's preposterous. No. I'm pretty sure you make that decision at the start of your turn. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why. Yeah, I understand. It's a full round action to open your eyes mid round. Well, it was a move action to close your eyes. So, I mean. Yeah, it's harder to open them. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. You're fighting gravity. It's not even just a yes. standard action. It's a full round action. Natural 17 will definitely hit, but the uh, displacement. 1 to 50 will be a miss. 12, miss. Wow. Needed that one. I would have tried to kill the cleric. To be honest, metagaming, there's, it doesn't matter who she goes after at this point. Like, because I know everybody's hit points. <laughs> yeah, Orin, Orin's not, Orin's not going down for a while. Beefy boy. I could get Gideon into like the it negative fifties. I was going to say, he could absolutely 100% kill Gideon, but. Um, yeah, Orin, it's your turn. Move up. Touch attack. Okay. Roll two hit. Ah, 27. Whew, three on the die. Her touch attack. Her touch AC is normally 23. She's been doing combat expertise, which increases her AC by one per four. So one, four, eight, 12. So that increases her AC by four, which would make her touch AC 27. So I touch her. Gideon, don't hate me. Breath of life. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not paying for my raised dead scroll. Holy cow! That's coming out of your paycheck. Holy cow! Oh, so that is five d eight plus thirteen. That is rude. Like cure spells, breath of life deals damage to undead creatures rather than. I understand how it works. I'm not. I'm not mad about how it works. I'm mad at you. <laughs> You cast Breath of Life, and she comes back to life as a normal Medusa. She comes Medusa back to life now. as a normal Medusa. Um, so go ahead and roll the damage on that. She does get a save. 43. <laughs> so she does She does save. Yep. Yep, yep. So half of that, so 21? No, no, no. It's half of half. So first of all, it's Oh, half of half. 21. Then 11. That's so stupid. So 11 damage? Yep. Yes, so she's not dead. Oh my gosh. She had 11 hit points. Oh my god, she disappeared, she's dead, she's done! They Undead just, they just or destroyed at zero, zero hit points. <laughs> wow. Zero. I can take a screenshot of my health bar if you want me to confirm, but no, she, had, she had I'm 22 leaving. hit points, so that's why I said if the breath weapon had if failed, the 23 would have killed her. I thought she had 23 exactly, and that's why you're nope, being 22. cheeky about it. No, 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 she had 22. All right. Oren, uh, you run up with Breath of Life. Anything special about this scene that you want to describe? Yeah, anything anything in particular that like just comes to your mind? Like, what's racing through Oren's mind as he makes this decision? You know, like, just curious. He looks back at Gideon with a grin and says, Ha ha ha, serves you right. <laughs> yes. If only your faith was stronger. 
Oh, dear. Go, oh. <laughs> You're Coming dead. You didn't even hear it. You didn't even hear it. You didn't even hear it. Nope. Uh, Orin will just run up to the ghost and go, <gasps> right in its face <laughs> for breath of fire. Just blow right in its face and it disappears. <laughs> so just like, just like Gimli in The Lord of the Rings against yes. the uh, undead warriors. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> yep, basically. Yep, and she something. disappears. Fantastic. And with that, Kieran and Oren, you stand there. The sole remaining combatants in this rather difficult encounter. As many of the boss fights have been, it was a battle of attrition. You guys collect yourselves. You see Jessup is no more than a statue. And you see that Gideon lies motionless on the ground. And that is where we will pick it up next week. 